Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations to all the listeners of WrestleCast Radio. This is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Not only am I Ryan's favorite wrestler, but I'm also the co-host's favorite wrestler. And Ryan's not a good enough friend to name his co-host in this request for this particular video. So Ryan, you and your co-host have issues to talk about. But if you're listening to WrestleCast Radio, you're probably listening to me blather on. And I wanted to say, I hope you guys have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Um, 2020 is going to be a great year for AEW. I'm sure it'll be also great for WrestleCast Radio. And no matter what you do, remember that I will SC you later.
This is WrestleCast Radio. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome. Episode 149 of One WrestleCast Radio. Boy, oh boy, Alex, do we have more to talk about than we may have ever had to talk about uh, in the last 24 hours, especially. How are we doing, sir? He is so blown away that he doesn't even have an answer for me. <laughs> boy, I, I tell you what, the... Just the last 24 hours, aside from all the wrestling shows in this last week, we got two Dragon Gate shows to kind of talk about. DDT Sweet Dreams from Cork and All Happen. We had the NXT, NXT UK, When Worlds Collide, Royal Rumble. Uh, Just this morning was the NOAA Global Junior League Finals. Um, That was streamed for free on DDT Universe, which is a big portion of how we're going to start today. Um, On top of that, the Toromon Dragon Gate, uh, Ultimate Dragon Produce show, at Cork, and I believe starts in about six hours. We'll have English commentary too, so they're they're really treating this like a big show. So I'm I'm excited for this. But I I don't even know where where to begin. I think it's got to be it's got to be starting with the Noah DDT big news that came out here, especially as, as you know the two of us are big DDT fans. Uh, we've been really behind them, especially since Cyber Agent purchased them in 2017. Uh, we've really seen a lot of growth out of this company. Um, and then just, I mean, just just last year, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, um, 75% of the company have been sold to light it from S2B, com- uh, the S2B, co- uh, what am I trying to say? The S2B Corporation. Um and then Cyber Agent, who owns DDT, has just purchased 100% of NOAA. They now own the entire NOAA brand. They bought it straight from. Light It will stick on, I believe, as more of a uh, more of like a, like a sponsor. Um, I know when I started watching, I haven't finished the NOAA Global Junior League show uh, from just a few hours ago. Oh, hey. I, a I'm, few hours ago. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? How are we doing? Welcome to the season premiere of WrestleCast Radio, episode 149. How's it going there? The original King of Dong style himself, Mr. Ryan Cook. How are you, sir? Yeah, I am. I am still trying to, to figure out the pros and cons with this with this whole buyout. Um, you know, yeah, it's pretty crazy. crazy. Publicly traded company. Um, they're they're big. They were founded in the late late nineties. Um, they purchased DDT in twenty seventeen, which DDT has done tremendous since since being bought by Cyber Agent, who's a huge uh, advertising and marketing company um, in all in all sorts of media, <laughs> development of PC, mobile content, things like that. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, a big time company. That that's why when when WWE asked DDT if they wanted to sell, they said, "Kiss my ass." We <laughs> we're, we're loaded. We don't, we're not going anywhere. That's why they were able to run Peter Pan this year for free. 
You know, if oh, anyone wanted to come okay. watch, check it out. I mean, they make they're they're loaded, so it's not a problem. Um, now they own a hundred percent of Noah. Um, light it. Who I any Noah subsidiaries like how like how DDT has like um, Basara and Joshi Pro and all that. Uh, do they have any sub uh, wrestling companies within them, or was it always just uh, just, just Noah? Just, uh, Noah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, so Noah, Cyber- Noah was. was Masawa and Junakiyama and all those guys were in were in all Japan and they okay. just they didn't like the, the the way the company was going. This was you know years and years ago, and they and they left and Masawa and them started Noah, and you know that's why they called it Noah. Like they built the ark and left, oh. and and that's how the <laughs> Noah game, name came out. The the voyage, which was their well played Japan. Began, N one as they call it to play on G one, so that that was kind of the whole thing behind it. But you know, Noah's. You guys hear me talk about it a lot. I ask you hear me talk about it. I, I'm such a such a such a Noah head. Um, it's been hard over the last decade or so to really watch yep. a lot of the stuff. And that's well, where yeah, you're 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 DMing time. Noah essentially <laughs> almost uh, biweekly. Like, hey, what? Any ways I can watch this show, that show, and they they respond like a day or so later, like, oh no, sorry, but continue checking in or whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> cyber agent message that they they deliver. But yeah, it's something you've been talking about on the show for for many 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 months. Um, so some bullet points that I've gotten off of this here too, um, and this was just doing some research in the last couple hours after I I spoke to you when. I was watching. I I watched the first half of the the Noah Global Show, uh, Global Junior League Finals. Um, I'm at the halfway point. It's eight match card, and the first semifinal in the the Junior League um, was was the uh, B block and A block winners going head to head. I think it was D and C block winners. There was four blocks. Um, they break it into smaller ones, kind of like um, DDT does, and then they get the four block winners to make the semis. But uh, Daisuke Harada took on Hajimi Hohara. And holy hell was I invested from the minute the bell rang. Hajimi Ohara is like just just disgustingly dissecting Harada's back and and Harada's fire and just the back and forth was so good. And then I'm excited. I get to see the old man who still keeps it going, Yoshinara Ogawa, taking on the one and only former Kaiensai member, Dick Togo, in the other semifinals. So I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm excited for this. Whoa, um, Dick to go was on there, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's it, I still got that. And then we have uh um the team of uh Hitoshi Kumano, Juta Miyawaki, Kaido Kiyomiya, Minoru Tanaka, and Naomi Chimara Fuji taking on the now five member uh stable Congo, uh led by Kano, Masakitabiya, Yoshiki, Inamura, uh Hao and Neo. Uh the new the juniors who basically rebranded themselves. Um, to join Congo, one of them was the was the uh, High Sixty Nine, the former tag partner of uh, uh, what's his name uh, Ishimori Taiji Ishimori, and then the other six man that's the semi main uh, Su- uh, Sugera Gun members uh, Takashi Sugera obviously Kazuyuki Fujita and Hideki Suzuki, uh, they take on uh, Shohei Tanaguchi and Axis Koshiyazaki and Katsuhiko Nakajima so. I got some good stuff that I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching tomorrow that I am just like drooling to get into. 
Oh, that card, man. What a good and, and it's free. And what, if anybody doesn't have DDT Universe, it is free on there. Yeah, so which, check I mean, it now out. your prayers are answered. Maybe you, you bombarded them enough over uh, 2019. We're like, you know what? We're going to give this American wrestling fan what he wants. We're going to have Cyber Agent, which, by the way, how crazy is I hope uh, Cyber Kong eventually makes his way to DDT and or Noah, oh, uh, just so he could be a part of that aspect. So he could be like, I am behind Cyber Agent. Uh, fun fact, Cyber Agent, it's market cap according to Forbes. And, you know, they're, they're essentially a, a multi-billion dollar company. Their market cap is at $5.2 billion. Sales is at $3.8 billion with a B. Um, and then, yeah, they they were founded 22 years ago. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. So I could see why they said no to Vincent <laughs> yeah. Kennedy McMahon. They're like, we're, 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 more, we're worth more than you, so get the hell out of here. <laughs> get out <laughs> of here. Rub it in so your you face. Were saying- we're going to give our WrestleMania for free. Well, Drew already see there they they might copy the New Japan route go two nights starting next year. I mean, if they come to Minneapolis, I'm all for it. But other than that, uh, but WWE, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody got butt hurt. They didn't do it first. The only nice thing is maybe we wouldn't have eight hour shows then. No, they'll they'll still be six hour shows each. Oh, you still got to have your ninety man battle royals and. The two great colleague trainees that came in, which I was like, I don't know if that's a good good aspect to bring in there. But you were saying you're weighing you were weighing your pros and cons about this buyout, yeah. which of course, as you stated, happened a few few days ago. So I, I I was shocked. I'm not gonna lie, you know, mm-hmm. knowing a little bit of Noah, but becoming a huge fan of DDT last year. Um, but you know, uh, Takagi, you know, of course, you know, is gonna be you said running both. Fronts, or does he run Basara and all those as well, or, or just no. DDT and now Noah? Basara, I think, too, is actually going to be breaking off and kind of doing their own thing. So, okay, yeah, I wonder if okay. that's another reason. But so, the way it's so that and that was that's one thing I said, I'm glad you, glad you brought that up is because that was my concern was like, I want my DDT to be DDT and I want my Noah to be Noah because I love them both for what they are. I don't yes. want it to intermingle, and that was my only nervous. Um, Sensiro Takagi is going to serve as the president of both, like I mentioned to you. But what I did find out uh, is Naomichi Marafuji is listed as the executive vice president of NOAA. Um, Takagi nice. is going to be doing all the business stuff, and all of the day-to-day creative will be Marafuji and the former NOAA president, uh, our hero Takeda. So he's not going to be involved in any NOAA creative. He's just going to continue with the business end because of the growth he did with DDT. I mean, we saw it on Viceland. So he's going to be trying to broaden their business end while Marafuji will be one of the, basically be the head booker, it looks like. So Noah won't be changing with that. So that makes me happy. So there's there's a win that I overcame doing research after talking to you. Well, that's good news then. I mean, of course, you got to have some sort of intermingling, you know, as I don't know if you mentioned this uh, while I was away for a few moments, but um, it announced, I believe, either today or yesterday that, that Noah, the Noah roster will be participating in the Peter Pan uh, later on this year. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you got to do some interpromotional matchups. Oh, oh, oh. What do you think you should separate it? I mean, what, what do you think? Oh. I'm excited because I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the kid, the 12-year-old who won one of the uh, the Tokyo Sports uh, <laughs> this <laughs> year. <laughs> who's everyone's like, I wanted him in Ibushi. I wanted him in versus everyone. I'm like, I don't even know who this child is, but he must be tight. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, that's that got to be some pretty good stuff. Do you think that's when they kind of 
bring the two promotions together, lead up to Peter Pan then? Well, if if you look at so what are the what are the shows of the year that I have that I'm that I'm still gonna harp on you about until the day you watch it is DDT Ultimate Party. And the way they did Ultimate Party was Ganbar, Basara, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, DDT, all of the, the subsidiaries and, and the main company DDT, all the matches were intertwined. Like in the 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 uh, the big four team tag title match for the DDT titles, there was a DDT team, a second DDT team, a Basara team, and a Ganbar team. And they were, you know, uh, Masahiro Takanashi won the the Ganbar, I think it was the Ganbar title, the, the Union Max Championship. So, like, they did, like, all the companies together to put on this big show, and it was awesome. It was such a good show. I think you do intertwine, you know, you do intermingle, you do tie them together. I would love to see Kano wrestle a guy like Tetsuya Endo at this show. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing something with Kenny Omega, obviously you're probably doing it against your biggest guy in Kanosuke Sakashita. But who is to say they don't do something with, like, Omega and, and Marafuji? All right, there's there's some big things that could come from this, man. And and you've been talking the Rattels for years now, it seems yeah. like. I'm like, all right. And I always forget it because it sounds like a 1950s doo-wop group. But now <laughs> you have them intertwining with Damnation in oh, a way down yeah. the line. I mean, there's just so many different facets where I'm like, hey, I, sign me up. I mean, technically, we already are. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just intriguing to kind of see. Like you said, the Noah show dropped um, already on DDT, uh, DDT Universe. So, it's it's very cool. So, um, uh, I it's, guess, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, it was, it was uh, Takagi who met with uh, the Noah president, uh, our hero Takeda, um, after talking to uh, Susumu Fujita, who is one of the, the founders of Cyber Agent, about like buying Noah when their finances were hit a little bit at the end of November, probably okay. because of how big they drew that Sumo Hall show um, that same weekend as DDT. So they were right in the same building there, back to back days. And so that's uh, apparently that's when it got started was in November. Um, Light it will remain on the, they're the, the previous owners that had 75% of the company. They're going to, as I was mentioning, they're going to be like the, the main corporate sponsor. And um, you could see signs hanging up at Corican with the light at logo. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was evident just, just the, the first show after this having, um, then here's where, here's where we get in with, with the viewing that I'm, that I'm was always wondering about. Um, so we know the Noah free show that just happened. Um, the plan apparently is for DDT Universe to carry one or two Noah shows a month. So at least one, okay. maybe twice, we'll get Noah shows on there. Um, Noah will still be on Samurai TV, G Plus, um, and they're going to start streaming on Abema Television as well, which is one of the main ones that show yep. all the DDT. Um, and then to kind of tie in with the Sumo Hall thing I mentioned, DDT and Noah are going to run back to back nights at Sumo Hall again. Uh, November 21st and 22nd. It's just this time they're both under the same umbrella. So Ooh. it'll be curious to see how that works, if they keep them separate or they try to do what they did with Ultimate Party this year and then just let Noah run a show itself. You know, we'll find that out. But the fact that I get one or two Noah shows a month on DDT uh, Universe, 
they'll be advertised ahead of time, so I'll know when they're coming up. I can, you know, we can pimp them out. We'll be able to keep track of more of the cards and the results. And I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm, I I'm officially good now on this. I mean, it's it's pretty exciting too for the fact that I mean, Hiroshima. I uh, had a pretty damn good match from a few nights ago against uh, Masato Tanaka. So a lot, it seems like is changing, um, you know, kind of in, in the DDT front, um, you know, kind of the start off the new year. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's, ha, I'll take if it. Man, if break down down right goes... now, say Peter Pan is the spot. If you had to break down five matches to hedge your card, what would you pick? Wow. Are we running? Now, if we do it that way, are we wanting to interpromote or are we trying to keep them separate? Um, how about interpromotional and then three separate? So, so you could do one DDT, one Noah, and then one whatever you like. So two interpromotional, one each, and then one is a grab bag for you. Ooh, okay. So, I think if I'm doing a big show, I think I would do. Now, you 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 said you did watch the um. The Harashima uh, Masato yes. Sanaka then? Okay. So it made, it made me put the treadmill on a seven. That match was <laughs> Yeah, that was... And boy, <laughs> I mean, I, I, was, I was not expecting the finish, but then when I realized he ran the table in the tournament, I guess I should have realized he was on a roll. But uh, I think this is where you have Kanosuke Takashita take on Masato Tanaka, Ooh. the new uh, the new champion in DDT there. I think he run that. <laughs> As much as I want to do an access tag match because they're just the best tag team in the world, mm-hmm. I think you have Go Shiozaki defend the Noah GHC title against his tag partner, Katsuhiko Nakajima. Um, so that gives you each one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Rattels versus Damnation. Give it to me. You could do uh, Sobatakao, <laughs> Tatsuya. No, you're going to do Sobatakao, Mad Polly. Uh, Nobuhiro Shimatami and Daisuke Sasaki taking on Yohei Hayata, Tadasuke, and Daisuke Harada. And then for kind of that one more mixed grab bag, like I said before, give me Tetsuya Endo against Kano. That sign nice. me up. Sign me up. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I am so jacked right now. With the, uh, with the Damnation and uh, how many Rotels members are there? Was it at four. least three or four? Okay, so you could do a, a four on four essentially. Yeah, Dice Get Polly on there. Main. Yeah, yeah, put Polly with Takao, Sasaki, and Shibatami. Um, and here, now here's, here's where it gets interesting too now. Depending how they're working with DDT, you got to factor in that we also have strong hearts here. Yeah. So, I mean, if you could give me a Tetsuya Endo, Kano, and T-Hawk match, or just Kano and T-Hawk, I should say, or Endo and T- Oh, my gosh. Like, you... Well, I mean, are they officially kind of with um, with DDT then, or is it just kind of like a shock and all, you know, since they're kind of freelancers, it seems like? I think they're just going to do business with... They're just, they were showing that, you know, it was the Cork and Hall the Wrestle Kingdom weekend show. So I think they were just showing that they're still working together. So you okay. know, in, in that little, little Avenue there, that's still a thing. Okay. So that's got me excited. And I don't know Man, how that's... well you can tie it together, but we also, 
have Marafuji working DDT, which which he's already done. Um, but his tag partner, uh, Masaki Mochizuki from Dragon Gate, is tagging um, with Marafuji and Noah. So does this have some tie? Like, could you be like, if I could get a Mochizuki versus Kano match where they just kick each other for twenty minutes? <laughs> oh my lord! Like the possibility. Man, there were some you... pretty stiff kicks in the uh, the main events from uh, the the last uh, DDT show. That's that's for sure. Oh my god! It was nice to see. And then finally, that sliding Dongan elbow. I thought he broke the rest of his jaw. Which one, the front or the back? I popped on the on the on the treadmill there. I was like, I was about to get off and just flip it over. That's the table spot. I mean, let's. let's, I mean, do we get into sweet dreams right now? I mean, did you did you watch the whole show or? Um, I know things from it. Um, I didn't see everything completely, but you know, twenty minutes Tanaka defeats Hiroshima open weight title. Um, we did have. You know, we, I'll just quick run these down. And then he, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on the main event. Um, starting from the top, we had uh, Mad Pauly, Nobuhiro Shimatami, and Soma Takao defeated Kego Nakamura, Masahiro Takanashi, and Mizuki Watase. Six man, but about five minutes. Uh, Hiroshi Yamato and Mao defeated Super Sasadango Machine and Toro Owashi in 718. Um, all out, Takito Takashita and Shunma Katsumata lost. As they t- they took on the new debut wow. factor uh, faction that I'm really excited for. They all have like white suits. They kind of look like like a yakuza in a, a way. Bunch of Naitos. Uh, uh, Kazusada Higuchi, who we've been big on, who had that great 2018 Grand Prix match with Go Shiozaki, where they just chopped each other, and you're like, I need more of that. Um, you know, Higuchi finally getting his big break. He he gets the pinfall too in this match. He's tagging with the most perfect Yakuza looking member in Yuki Osakaguchi, who just murders people. And what I'm intrigued is how it's going to keep working is with Saki Akai in there too. So how how so? What do you mean? She's she's the other member of Eruption. It's those three. Oh yep. Okay. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of tight. Um, <laughs> Saki Akai, who was on my top five women's wrestler of 2019. Yeah, especially when she fought herself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. Um, then we had the right to challenge anytime, anywhere, time difference battle royal, where they had the three, the three titles, and it was uh, Daisuke Sasaki grabbed one, Shinya Aoki grabbed one, um, and ironically, other members in the match were Antonio Honda, Den Shoko Dino, Makoto Oishi, Tetsuya Endo, and Yuki Onaya. Uh, Yasu Urano, of all people, grabs the, the main one for the Saitama Super Arena main of like title match at, at Saitama, which mm. is you know the, the twenty thousand seat building they're going to try to run next later this year, and it blew everybody's mind. And they said the mm-hmm. problem with it though is if you grab this one, yes, you get to to challenge for the KOD title at Saitama, but you have to defend every match you're in. It's defended. So that's the only pro, the only the only con with it is you have to defend it every single time you're in a match. And immediately, uh, Daisuke Sasaki charges him, gets the match to happen, and in a minute fifty nine defeats Yasu Urano. And now Daisuke Sasaki has the right to challenge for the heavyweight title at Saitama. So it was very short lived for Yasu Urano, but <laughs> I mean it is what it is. Um, and then it was uh, then the Naomichi Marafuji defeated Kazuki Hirata. 
Um, some fun little stuff in that match. And then Nautilus uh, successfully defends their KOD tag titles. Uh, Nautilus is Naomi Yoshimura and Yuki Ueno. They defeated Shihiro Hashimoto and Yuki Ino, um, which has been a weird combo since the Grand Prix where they've continuously gotten put together and they're staring at each other like one stronger than the other. And they're la- like, you know, there's people are like, you guys look alike and they're confused looking at each other. And it was kind of a fun little match, but obviously the main event, Alex, you watched, you were, you were pumping on the treadmill and you almost flipped it over. Um, <laughs> Just table that table spot, spot alone. <laughs> I mean, when, God, I, I mean, Masato Tanaka still has it. I mean, I, this is a guy who I've loved for, for 20 plus years. This was, you know, of course, you know, I, I knew him from ECW. And him and Mike Awesome, to me, is still one of the greatest feuds, if not probably in my top three of all time. Because it was some of the, it was strong style to me. It was legit hardcore wrestling, chair upon chair shots. I mean, it's unfortunate with what happened to Mike Awesome. But, you know, which I'm sure that that had a, you know, a a play into, you know, his passing there. But my God, so some of my favorite matches growing up were, were on those ECW DVDs where I was just like, oh, like when someone would come over to watch wrestling, it's like, oh, you need to watch this. Like, that was my thing. Yeah, you had Taz, Sabu, RVD, Jerry Lynn, Candido, just incredible, Landstorm. God, ECW was great. But then to <laughs> me, to show people Masada Tanaka, Tanaka and Mike Awesome, the roaring elbows, the elbows to the chair, Awesome throwing Tanaka into the crowd was was heaven for me it was a beautiful carnage and it was just it brought me so much delight to see people's faces like what <laughs> like this is legal <laughs> you know and it, it was just beautiful wrestling to go along with it and to see tanaka have it i don't know how long he's been wrestling i'm assuming 25 plus years at at, at least the guy still has it and that's why i was putting that treadmill on a seven because i was like i want to look like him when i'm you know in in my uh 40s or 50s and uh, it was great to see him have that spark. Like you said, he ran the table, you know, in the tournament there to get that title shot. But to be honest, it surprised the hell out of me when, when he picked up the uh, the one, two, three there. But hard, hard kicks, hard elbows, a Hiroshima with the double stomps every which way but loose from the top to the outside. Um, but that table spot was just nuts. And uh, it was it was a good, fast-paced main event that told a really great story. But Ryan... Why Hiroshima dropping a title already? I, you know, Hiroshima always seems to be from from looking at you know if you look at the lineage as a guy that they always would just put the title hmm. on to do something different. And I don't okay. remember remember really having that long of a reign. Now, obviously, I don't know as much as others do, but so he's like your transitional champ. So do, yeah. do they not want to have Takashita uh, to protect Takashita essentially? I, I think it's that way too. Is is you have Hiroshima beat Takashita. It doesn't really do anything because they've wrestled a bunch. Now you can yep. save Takashita and Tanaka. Oh man! And you don't already have Tanaka has already beat Takashita too. So I think that helps. And I mean the frame, yeah, he's a little more slender, but I, I could see Takashita power bombing uh, uh, Tanaka outside of the ring <laughs> on some tables if need be. Um, I mean it's it's. Where they're going, I mean, you you have right now 
in Japan, in DDT and Dragon Gate, you know, the, the elders, you know, the guys have been doing it for 20 plus years, you know, holding championship gold. I don't know, you know, who, who holds the strap in, in Noah. Um, you know, of course, New Japan, we, we have a uh, new champion, you know, Tetsuya Naito, double champ, two belt Naito, um, but, or Naito, two belts, I apologize. But, you know, it's just, uh, it's crazy how, you know, it's, it's not crazy. I should say it, it's it's good to see, you know, especially with Dragon Gate and the Toramon reunion, you know, happening here in a bit. Um, shout out to the English commentary. Please check out some Dragon Gate Network. Um, it's definitely uh, a lot of great content, and especially with them getting more into the English commentary, it definitely uh, helps a lot. Lenny Leonard and, of course, a uh, friend of the show. Your favorite. Dro- drop the bomb there. Drop it. Oh, it's Larry Dallas, man. There we go. He's, he's, there we go. He is. I, I mean, it's it's crazy. Masato Tanaka made his debut July twenty third, nineteen ninety three. Jeez, really? Think about that. Yeah, he's forty six years old, and it's just he just keeps working. And yeah. there was a point during that tournament. Was where, he a bridge? Do you think for Noah and DDT? <laughs> I mean, he's been doing a lot of zero one. Like when we went to Tokyo last year, that's where I saw yeah. him. Was when I got bought the Dangan shirt. Was that the zero one? He has one the history stuff. with Noah. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's. It's interesting. I like the move. It's it's something different. You know, I think that's what that's what's really cool about it. I don't know. I guess we see where we go. I still think Takashita gets the title before Saitama. But then again, here's the thing. The other thing too, now that I'm thinking about with, with, with the, the right to challenge for the title at Saitama. Mm-hmm. If your plan is to do Takashita and Kenny Omega, well then you can't have Takashita in the title picture. So does Tanaka hold it until, until Saitama and he faces Daisuke Sasaki? I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could happen from now until then. And the way that since Sanjiro Takagi has DDT running, I mean, this is going to be an interesting six months. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm totally. Excited. I mean, I because they had the press conference on uh, DDT Universe, right? I want to say. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm looking there. Uh, Uprocks uh, dot com has a interesting article on the the purchase here, and you should definitely check it out, uh, Ryan, because the banner picture. Takagi's like, uh oh, <laughs> and then Marafuji <laughs> just has the mic, and then it's just like all these guys I have no idea who are champs behind, um, just looking like they're gonna murder everyone. <laughs> like I don't know if they look happy about it or or not, but uh, it's, it's gonna be a, a fun, fun, fun time here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like you were saying, uh, Noah's been you know bought and sold you know six seven times within the last you know ten years or so. Um, I, but I think with, with, with this acquisition through cyber agent, I, I think this is something where they're like, okay, Noah is the name, you know, one of the, the first in Japanese wrestling, let's get it back on track and have more consistency Takagi doing that with DDT over the last three, four years, you know, I, I would say has proven, you know, kind of getting that 
company on the map there to, to people like me, you know, your novice Japanese guys, you know, the, to see more options than New Japan. Um, I, I think this is great. More eyes on Noah um, and, and to see that damn blonde-haired kid who's apparently the best. Um, I'm, I'm excited for it. I really am. So, I mean, did, did I talk you off the ledge? I know you, you were on it when we chatted about uh, a couple of hours ago on the phone here. It seems like you're a little bit more excited. Yeah, I was until I did the actual research. I I didn't know what to expect. I just I knew once again, you know, light it changes the entire company colors, logos, titles, and then they go and they sell the company again. And I'm like, well, what in the hell? Like, why does this keep happening? But I don't know. Cyber agents loaded. They 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 seem to be a, a business that likes pro wrestling. So I think it's in good hands. Hopefully with that. Now we'll see what happens six months from now. But if they're already planning on running, um, you know, running a show in November with them at Sumo, they've already got it booked. So, oh, nice. the rest of the year should be fine. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's nice too because the Saitama show is is uh, June seventh, so about five months until it goes. So, we'll have to see what happens leading into the Saitama show, what they're going to try to do here, and how they're going to incorporate the other brands. But yeah, I guess I guess my only concern ultimately was. Is Noah now a subsidiary brand of DDT and not somebody who's on the same playing field? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know who has more money, Cyber Agent or, or Shad Khan um, for, for AEW <laughs> there. But, geez, this is, this is going to be interesting. And like you said, you know, they, they possibly have that AEW relationship, you know, with, you know, AEW and DDT. Uh, you know, kind of joining forces with the the show you want me to watch there, which uh, I will one day, one day. Um, especially with uh, my my favorite genie, I, I forget uh, is a wrestler. So, there we go, there we go. So I mean, I'm I'm intrigued to to kind of see how how this all plays out, and and it's only going to be good. And for me, it's another company uh, to kind of venture into uh, for the new decade. And once again, you know, Yuka Sakazaki, Shoko Nakajima from uh, GDT Ultimate Dance Party. Yeah. I went, that, was my, that was my number four match of the year. I mean, I <laughs> I wrote a novel for the Voice of the Wrestling Awards on that one. I mean, I think I went <laughs> a full Microsoft Office page on it. <laughs> oh, go Shiyazaki. So <laughs> hey, there's, geez, there's, your, mean, uh, there's your champion that you, that you mentioned. There's the Noah champion right there. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see a little bit more of him. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't think people should expect interpromotional stuff just yet. But, I mean, maybe once a year. Maybe they have their Survivor Series gimmick, you know, every once in a while. A little uh, little poke at WWE there. I'm like, you know, you try to buy us, but we're going to steal your gimmick. Uh, breaking news as well. WWE co-presidents forced out in a management shakeup uh, just a few hours ago. George Berrios and Michelle Wilson have been forced out of their roles as co-presidents and from the company's board of directors. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of that? I, You know, I think it's really interesting because, you know, all those conference calls that I get those notes from. Barrios is like the main guy who speaks. The main guy, yeah. who always um, has excuses. Because yeah, I read him yeah, too, and I'm like, he just always, he never has a solution. Um, let me. 
I'll, let me touch on that next show. I want to I want to look into it more because it happened in a point where you know I just didn't have enough time to research it. But I don't know. I I guess ultimately it it still doesn't. I don't think it corrects the booking, which is still the issue anyway. Well, so, the problem is I hate to say it to sound like a broken record, like everyone on the internet. I mean, it's just Vince is blaming everyone but himself. It's like, you know, a, a district manager, you know, not finding solutions, just, you know, saying, oh, you're the problem. Either, you know, fix it or or, or not. I mean, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon stated that the shakeup was sparked by the conflicting strategic visions for the company. WWE has seen its stock price fall sharply in recent months amid concerns about soft ratings for its flagship TV shows and a rising competition from upstart wrestling organizations like All Elite Wrestling on TNT. Well, when, you know... Royal Rumble was it was decent. Like I I was intrigued by some of it. I'm not gonna lie. I was, you know. But then again, the Royal Rumble is always the one that usually, if we're gonna have one that's gonna partially deliver, it's always the Rumble. Yeah, for the most part. But then it was a fun Raw, watch. Raw was just a joke. I mean, no, oh, I I didn't see Raw. So. I will say this: the the closing segment of Monday Night Raw was the most invested WWE television segment that I've been that I've watched oh, in probably yeah. ten years. That was tight. That was yep, incredible. Yep, that was awesome. Like, that was that was great. But it's also because it's two guys who know how to do it, and they probably they probably got to do it how they wanted to do it because they probably weren't going to tell those guys no. And it was incredible. No. It was so good. And that's the Randy Orton that why he got to where he is because he can bring the emotion out of you. Now, mm-hmm. this was the segment, not a headlock match. So it made it a lot easier, but they, they have, they have Mojo Raleigh come out. And he's the 24 seven champion. And he comes out and says that I'm not hiding. This isn't the run and hide title. This is the defending every, every day title. And, and he's like, you know, when you're a, when you're a star quarterback like me, you've got to have an offensive lineman. And you got to have the best that there is. And, you know, he, he introduces us to uh, NXT. God knows how long he's been down in NXT. And I could care less. Riddick Moss. And Who the hell is that? Shit. Yeah, nobody cares. I'm pretty sure we had his figure on the uh, on the racks of Toys R Us at one time, right? <laughs> and he's, you know, and he's sitting there and he's like, so anybody who wants some, you know, you got to go through my old line or, you know, whatever. So he's playing up to the football thing. Okay. Fine. God, why is, why is he, a lot, why is he around? That guy is a I joke. Know. So it gets worse. So he wrestles no way Jose. Um, he hits him with one move. He does his running punch in the corner and he, he missed him by literally two feet. Like the camera could even change an angle to not see him miss it. And no way Jose sells it like he got shot with a gun. So it's just like you could hear people in the crowd go, ah, like they were disappointed. And then <laughs> after the match is over, the, the hamburger from the conga line comes in the ring and rolls up Mojo Rowley and pins him. And he's, and he, it's our truth or whatever. And then Rick Moss comes in the ring and stops him from leaving. And then he, what's his nuts? Mojo hits his finish on him and then wins the title back. Now, they just started this angle, and literally, as this is happening, Tom Phillips says, well, his offensive lineman has already let up a sack. So you've already just shit on the angle, you're, the new gimmick you're trying to do. Oh, God. This company is so counterproductive. 
I don't know what's worse, that or when Tom Phillips got busted uh, sending that indecent message to his non-fiance a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, it is just, just like, why, why do I will say, do this? And, and, uh, I don't know. But I will say I, I agree with that final segment. I mean, I'm not as hyped. To, I mean, I'm I'm hyped. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing how you know. Let's just say it. Everybody and their mama knows it because they didn't get the right angle in the truck when he made his entrance. Of course, Adam <laughs> Copeland, aka Edge, coming back here. Um, and and the, the tease of the rated RKO, you know, kind of in the ring at the Rumble, which was great. Of course, Edge eliminated Orton to set up something because everyone thought it was going to be Orton and Styles, which I was like, well, why are they doing it in January then? Um, unfortunately, AJ Styles is out with an injury for not taking the spear correctly, which he does yeah, say he does take the blame. What's that? <laughs> I wish people would stop to cut you off. I wish people would stop trying to take a flip bump off a spear. Yeah. Well, it's, he said he wanted to make it look good. So, I mean, whatever that means. And then I realized, wasn't Styles Orton last year? So I was like, why would, so good thing they're not going to do it two years in a row. Oh, yeah. Um, last year was the Edge dubious or- light that nobody oh, could see anything. Oh, yeah. Never. That's right. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, with, with that aspect, I mean, it's interesting kind of where where they go with um, kind of with, uh, just everything how you know edge orton I, I think it's a good setup it gets edge you know out of uh the ring and off tv for a couple a couple of months since uh reportedly edge is getting about three million a year he only has to work like five matches and like 10 tv dates or something like Dang, that i know that that's Marty's the girl money yeah, I know it's not the like exact amount, but I know it's uh, reportedly again three million for a very very limited time. Which hey, that's awesome. I mean, the pop that he got at the Rumble, outside of the Rumble, social media, you know, everywhere, you know, and and just you know the memes galore. Um, it was great. It was it was great to see Edge. I was surprised his hair grew back that fast. Kudos to you. Um, but no, it, it was awesome to see. Uh, and, and I think where they're going with this Orton angle, um, getting the concerto, uh, edge did, uh, at the end of raw, I thought was such an effective spot where, yeah, like you said, Orton can grasp that heat like no other. That's the Randy Orton. We like the original hashtag heel. So, I mean, that's a match already where I'm like, boom, sign me up. Let's go. Cause let's remember they had that great intercontinental championship match that kind of put them both um, on that singles line. What like, gosh, not 20 years ago, but, but it's it probably was, about 17, 16 years ago. I think it was like 2005. Like no mercy or something like that. It was, it was, I think vengeance in July. Cause then vengeance, in August yes. is when he beat Benoit at SummerSlam. And then at September, he lost the title to uh, Triple H, and then they tried that Thumbs the down. face run. With, hey! <laughs> you know, it's, it's good, too, with this angle, because it gives Edge somebody he's comfortable with to get back in the ring with. Yes, yes. You know, so that's good for him. Oh, man. Pretty exciting. I mean, should we, should we just jump right over the top into the Rumble here, since we already um, kind of went... Yeah, yeah, because like I said, the, the DDT or the, the Dragon Gate shows really weren't anything that like are going to knock your socks off. So, I mean, we can just kind of speed run. Because it was those trios, then, right? 
Yeah, and there were only six match shows. They, they were back-to-back nights at Kobe Hall. Um, they drew 621 and 711 fans. Like they were, they were more just kind of house show things. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can speed through those, and then we can preview the Toramon show before um, hitting that New Japan before we sign out. Perfect. So, that's totally cool. Um, so, do okay. you want to go Rumble and then Worlds Collide? Uh, yes, I, I think we definitely need to close with New Japan, that is for sure. So, yeah, let's uh, let's go. I mean, I enjoyed Worlds Collide. I think let's fit and save the best for last. Um, and, le- and let's go rumble. Okay. Starting with one of the most boring matches. <laughs> show off with. This, this was the epitome of an old Memphis walk and brawl. My God. <laughs> and and uh. tell me why. Like, I, when, when Roman Reigns started cocking his fist on the floor, I was like, okay, dude, you're, you're not even in the ring anymore. What are you still doing this for? <laughs> and then somebody pointed this out to me. He puts him in a porta potty. And like tips There's it no over, and, yeah. Corbin just walks out like he changed, like like nothing happened to him, and then he immediately like just starts beating Roman back up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, hell? well, thanks for uh, thanks for following the the WrestleCast uh, Twitter, which you all can follow, listeners at WrestleCast C A S T underscore S S M again at WrestleCast underscore S S M. Uh, as I was a tweeting machine on uh, on the Rumble night there. Um, of course, your your mind was a little somewhere, you know, else I'm sure with with the unfortunate yeah. passing of Kobe Bryant and everyone else aboard the helicopter. Rest in peace, Mamba. Which of course you could uh, listen to the wonderful Kobe Bryant tribute show that Sportscast Radio did with Ryan, Elijah, and maybe Jordan. Um, yeah, Jordan came out last uh, night. So check it out, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media, wherever you pod your cast, Apple, Spotify, yada, 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 tune in radio, iHeartRadio, subscribe, like us, review, awesome. But anywho, um, I mean, I, I was a tweeting machine, but yeah, that was like my, my second tweet or first tweet <laughs> or whatever, I was just... I was just like, my God, like what you, you would think that he would be all blue. Like I even had a picture of uh, what's his name? Um, the dude from uh, Paul Giamatti from uh, Big Little Liar, that Frankie Munez movie. Cause oh, he yeah. was blue. That was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, shouldn't Baron Corbin look like this? Like I was really confused by that. Yeah. It was, was there nothing in the porta potty? Like, was, was I don't that think they were functioning then. Yeah, like, and why the hell were they? So were the people sitting in the stadium, like, did they try to use these then? And they get confused when there's nothing, like, I just, you know, and then, and then, and then, like, they disappear for, like, five minutes. And then it's just a tag match between the Corbin goons and the Usos, and Roman and Corbin are nowhere to be found. No. I was like, where, was, where did they go? Just for the weak ass spots of oh, we're gonna go on the dugout platform, the top of the dugout and spear and it's over. Like that was twenty minutes that, that should have went I, I don't know, to a Roderick Strong singles match of some sort. Like it was just <laughs> god awful. Like, why have Roman Reigns do this when they just faced each other in back-to-back six eight-man tags on SmackDown? Him and Corbin faced each other. I don't know three, four single, you know, single matches over the last month alone. It seems like month and a half, 
and this is just a feud no one cares about. Yeah, Baron Corbin's a heel. Yeah, we get it. He loves dog food and pushing dog food in his opponent's mouth and wears a crown and falls off his coronation chair. But it's just like, no one cares, bro. Like, just get this over with. And then for Roman Reigns to get teased to win the Rumble? Like, it was like 2016 all over again. It was just like, what are they doing? Vince, George Burials probably isn't the problem, bro. I I think it might be you. Because my God. So true. And and it's one of those things, too, where if they didn't realize that they they had passed to the two Rumble winners without having won the Rumble, he would have won the damn thing. Yeah. If Paul Heyman you know? didn't talk some sense into him, say, hey, either Alistair Black or my guy, the Scotsman, the Scottish psychopath. Um, you know, it's it's I'm I'm happy Heyman talked talked him down the ledge there. Like, um but I mean it, 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 that was the thing too, is like I'd been saying for two months, I said it's gonna be Basler and Roman. It's it's too easy to predict. There's nothing to not and it it was going to be. And I'm not mad about yeah. the Baszler thing, but it's just like it's just too obvious. Like there's no, I'm not intrigued by it. Like at least I popped when the men's one ended because I was like, oh my god, when he won, mm-hmm. you know. But then I'm like, okay, you know, getting into the next match, Charlotte Flair wins. Who gives a shit? Because like, it was a debt owed to her because she oh. was promised thing. I was like, come on. Oh, no, I'm gonna say this too. When I watched Monday Night Raw, I I, I was. I got more enjoyment, and I thought Lana versus Liv Morgan was a better match than Charlotte Nasca because I just I watched Charlotte, and I just cannot like I'm falling back off the train of it. She's just she's sloppy. She's she sloppy doesn't. against Asuka, it seems like. That's the yeah. thing. Is Asuka that much more? I mean, we we all know Asuka is one of the best women wrestlers in all all of the world. Um, even with her toned down E style, but I mean, is it intimidation? I do don't know because she wouldn't put an easy three and a half match star match with Becky later on, where they just sniffed the hell out of each other. It was great. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know what it is. And it's you know I'm watching Charlotte with some of these women, and I'm like like on Raw she she grabs Kyrie Sane, and I'm going oh god she's gonna hurt oh, her god, again. Not again. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and her promos suck. Like she's not good on the stick anymore. It's almost like she's de- like regressed. To be fair, she was probably bummed that her fiance uh, and Andrade, uh, you know, got busted for a wellness uh, violation oh, darn, now earlier that a really day. Really cool angle too. Darn, that really backfired on him. Because now I'm like, <laughs> ooh. Alberto Carillo, man, what is he doing? Let's go, you know. <laughs> I still don't don't know who that guy is, and I'm Mexican. <laughs> like, like you could maybe maybe they have Zelina start going. Oh man, maybe he's got an edge that Andrade doesn't. Like, Ooh, do like that I was would like, be interesting. This was a good thing, maybe. It's just like I don't know, man. Well, like, not if you have your title on someone who's gone for thirty days. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying you should have gave the belt to Umberto, but I mean, have a different transition. I think what's good about this is this uh, Carrillo missed uh, like three, four weeks because of the exact same thing. He was injured by Andrade. So now Mm. instead of stripping him the title, you have him injure Andrade. And then he comes back and now you got a hot little feud here. Yeah, true, true. 
I mean, uh, yeah, you can't have another ladder match, but I mean, uh, oh, it, God, it'll no be interesting where they go there. No more. <laughs> I will say, you know, you know, I'm not the biggest Rey Mysterio fan, but that ladder match a few rounds ago that was that was pretty damn good. It made I, me I uh, like intrigued. Up. <laughs> yeah. The, the the only thing is like the only thing that hurt that match for me was exactly what you know I've said to you on these shows when it comes to the other ones. There's only so many times I can watch these people break ladders because now they don't even. It's not even about climbing for the title. It's a, it's just about setting things up for a bump. Like there's no. I still think one of the best ladder matches is Rock and Triple H from uh, SummerSlam Survivor Series. SummerSlam. Thank you. Because the purple, uh, the purple tights from Trips. Yeah, you know, it wasn't about just setting up the the ladder for spots. It was about trying to win, and they would use it as a weapon, and then climb mm-hmm. and try to win. You know, and I don't know. I, was I'm that just, a Highway I, to Hell? Was that ninety eight? Yeah, I think it was. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, since that main event didn't deliver, yeah, that was uh, that was ninety eight there. Perfect. Um, you know, it maybe be one of those things where if we just got a ladder match like once a year, it would be different. But not when you, you know, had three pay per views dedicated to ladder matches, uh, and, then, and then you you know then you get the subsidiary brand of uh, NXT UK, and what do they do? They put on a bad show with a ladder match on it too. On top of it, it was like, oh my god. We and then still more. have Gallus win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Give me the first any of the other I've three ever, teams. Uh, that's the first time I've ever um, put two and a quarter for a Walter match, and then I just Ooh. sat there with my head down in shame, going, "Well, I'm glad <laughs> I just watched Joe Coffee work a heat on Walter, the final boss, <laughs> the easiest human being you could ever book, just got a heat worked out of by Joe Coffee." Oh, Good night, God. everybody. But to be fair, this women's rumble was way better than that shit show last year. Last year's women's rumble was just just didn't work very well. This was actually pretty good. I yeah, I, there was no Finn Finley stressing himself about telling uh, Becky Lynch to go in. I I agree. This was amazing. Molly Holly shout out. It seemed like a little bit was off, but still delivered some cool stuff. Um, Alexa Bliss coming out first shocked the hell out of me, but let's be real. One of the real MVPs of the whole night, the EST of NXT, Bianca yeah. Belair. My God, if that wasn't a superstar showing for for her alone, it was just an amazing. How many eliminations did she have? Like 10, 11? She eliminated Molly. She eliminated Nikki Cross. She eliminated both DeVille and Rose. Uh, she eliminated Candice. She eliminated Tamina. She eliminated Dana Brooks. She eliminated Alexa Bliss, and then finally got eliminated by Charlotte. So, you know, two, three, oh, six. four, five, six, seven, eight. She had eight eliminations. My God. And yeah. and kudos, since we didn't get a spot uh, in the men's rumble, which we'll get to here in a bit. Thanks, Lesnar. Um, we did get a uh, kind of a, a fun spot involving Mandy Rose and Otis when Mandy Rose was kind of thrown <laughs> off the top. Otis appears out of nowhere on the outside of the ring and she lands on Otis, which I thought, I don't know how you can time that perfectly, but that was, yeah, it was funny. It was great. It moves that story forward. Um, I'm loving how Mandy Rose isn't such a jerk to him anymore. So I'm all like, (laughs) yeah, this is tight. 
But I mean, yeah, this was just a fun rumble. And and speaking of real MVPs, Beth Phoenix getting busted in the back of her head, bleeding. Uh, you the know, the crimson mask in her hair. Zion is injuring more people. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, she you know she destroyed Aaliyah's nose. I mean, this chick is good lord. You need to tell her that this is not a real fight. Like she's <laughs> like. Like she's doing what I thought Ken Shamrock was going to do when he started. No, like, like I mean, look at all like she's just she's taking scalps here. It's like, come on, yeah. And, and then Beth Phoenix has got a hole in her head. She looks like Ric Flair in the in the eighties <laughs> with, with her hair red. You know, at one point I I was like, did she die in the back of her head? Before realizing, oh, Zia Lee's in the ring. That's probably what happened. <laughs> no, just blood, just and an open gash. She's in there, and so she can she can throw out Natalia at the end before getting dumped. So she's in this yeah. match for like twenty minutes to do the exact same spot she did two years ago to Natalia, <laughs> and she's but just bleeding. <laughs> you know, it's like it, God, get her out of there. I mean, she's a trooper. I mean, Edge had the greatest tweet where he's like, "I have the the most badass wife," and I was like, "You you are a hundred percent right, man." I mean, it, it was just great to see this. This was a fun rumble. I mean, like you said. I don't remember last year's being as much of a, a shit show, but I mean, this was just fun. I mean, hell, we got Mercedes Martinez, new signee she for the per- performance center. She looked awesome. Why, why even have her down there? To be honest with yeah. you, I mean, I, she's primed for for either you know Monday or Friday. But if she's gonna have, I mean, let's be real, the NXT Women's Division is the deepest, I would say, in all. A professional wrestling, you know, including Mondays and, and Fridays. I mean, the NXT <laughs> women's death chart is nuts, and and it was yeah. showcased here at the Rumble, which uh, I'm I'm very excited about. I mean, you could even throw the NXT UK women in there because again, you have four or five solid athletes just in that division, and then you know NXT in in, in Orlando, you have easily ten. So I mean, th- this was great. Santina Morella, you know, uh, whatever, didn't do anything for me. Kelly Kelly was no. there for. Four minutes too long, but, you know, I'm sure, you know, you watch for that. So, but uh, Alexa Bliss, you know, looked good. And it looks like she's getting back into her form, um, you know, and hopefully we'll, we'll integrate back into that main event status and hopefully no more injuries in 2024. Yeah, Kelly Kelly was in because uh, Sasha couldn't go, so they had to replace her. Um, yeah, I was, when she came in and started throwing head scissors, I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's going to get injured. Like, get her unsafe ass out of the ring. And she got a pot, to be fair, too. Um, I agree. I think Santino Morella could have had could have went to somebody else. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. I understand you're doing weird things, whatever. You're trying to have fun. Fine. Um, yeah, the, the, I mean, my, my only gripe about last year's was that it was just like somebody would come to the ring and they would try to, like, do this organized spot and then they would botch the spot and then the person would just get like thrown out. And it, there was just like, there was just no, like this flowed well. There was chemistry to this. Yeah. We had, we had the Bianca Belair, oh my God, I can't say it. Bianca Belair story. Then we had the Charlotte Flair story. And then we got the Shayna Baszler story. So there was like yep. multiple layers to it. It was good. It went by so that. quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it did go real quick. It was because it was just like all of a sudden I was like, Baszler's in tight, and I didn't even realize she was number thirty. I was like, "Who's next?" And I'm like, 
it's been 90 seconds. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what? It's over. But I, I mean, but you know, we, we named the athletes. I mean, 90% of the wrestlers in this rumble. I mean, they're all fantastic professionals, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, it wow. just worked. Peyton Royce was in it. I don't remember her at all. Uh, she was no, none of the iconics were in there. Huh? Well, this writer on PW Torch, uh, Wade Keller is a, a real Richard. Cause he has Peyton <laughs> yeah, Royce in at number like, 10. How do you not have the iconics in there? Well, half of the advertised wrestlers in both the men's and the women's weren't even in it. Like 20% yeah. of them. Yeah. Bobby Lashley and uh, Rusev just suddenly were, uh, got into a fight and were taken to the hospital. So that's why they were in it. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, thanks for telling us. Um, <laughs> I, I, it was good to see you. They all be back, but man, um, that was the like. I know you got to do those crazy John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, Naomi things, but that was one of the most pointless. I have no idea what they tried to accomplish with that one because the camera. She did that in the, the first Rumble. Well, they show her standing on the on. She's they they for some reason take the camera and they show her standing on the ring set. Mm-hmm. So she could have just put one step in bed on the apron and walked in the ring. And then they show her jump from the steps to the barricade. So now you're showing her trying to leave instead of getting thrown that way. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, why are they showing that? And then, like, two minutes later, she's still shimmying across the barricade. Yep. And then it's she's like she was waiting for the, the camera. Table. Yeah, and then she's on the announce tables, and now she's just hanging out on the announce tables yeah. while she's trying to construct this bridge. And I was like, "Look, I get it. You know, I'm glad she got a pop. I'm glad she was in there near the end. It too. was great to see her. Um, you know, she was, I think, in the final five. But what the he- who the hell thought of this angle? And was this the same cameraman who missed Ziggler getting speared then by Edge? Is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you show? Like, go back and watch it. You could see her, like, leaving the ring to get to the barricade. Like, why would you show that? Yeah. It's, it, it was, yeah, there, there were some questionable things. But, yeah, overall, I mean, this was an enjoyable, like you know, women's rumble. And, uh, you know, Zia Lee should never be in them again. Oh, my gosh. If I have to watch her slap, do the boom, boom clap with her thighs and hands again, like, she's over. Like, you need on... to go back to arm drag class. <laughs> Thoughts on the uh, the co- the cojones uh, wrestler uh, Shotzi Blackhearts? I don't, I don't. I just know she likes like to use Shotzi. the word cojones in her she, promos. She's had some good stuff in Evolve. She's done some good Chicago indies like AEW and stuff like that. Um, I haven't been impressed of anything she's done in NXT yet, and I don't know if it's just getting used to the bigger ring and the different talent or what it is, but. I mean, I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool. They're trying to get these people exposure. So, I mean, that's that's a positive. Do you think um, does that really make a difference? A bigger ring? Com- wouldn't that make it better? Make you flow a little harder. easier? Oh, okay. If, if so, you know, we most rings that I don't think I've ever been in a twenty foot ring. I've only been in an eighteen foot ring. And and then I think a 16 foot, which was really weird. That was that. Now we're getting to that TNA pay per view bound for that was a, a 13 foot ring. <laughs> but so like when you do it, it's you know it's like one two half step turns. So it's like two and a half steps is 
right, left, half step turn, or, you know, you got your Chris Daniels who goes left, right, left, right. And, and he runs four steps, but you know, you learn how to run this way. And then all of a sudden you go into a ring that's two feet longer. Well, now you mm-hmm. have to learn to take bigger steps. You have to learn. To oh. take um, when you're feeding out of corners, you got to feed farther to get to the center so you can bump in the, the safer <laughs> part of the ring. So it's just, it's a little weird, I think. And I think, I think they use actual like rope instead of cables too. So I think the ropes are different because like I know Dumb some of the question. people are way more of their ropes than other places. Is, um, I mean, is the NXT ring 20 by 20 then? It's gotta be. I don't think Do there's think any they, reason that they would not use Why it. don't you think they adapt? I mean, they poach all indie wrestlers that are used to the smaller rings. I mean, wouldn't you think they would just adapt and get an 18 by 18? I'm no, just because, throwing it out there. Because it, it, it looks small on television. Gotta be big. I mean, no, nothing smaller than that that, uh, that impact ring from Mania Weekend 2019. When, when RVD did the Rolling Thunder and he kicked Pentagon in the head because he couldn't even do the full roll. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> I, I have I nightmares about that spot to this day. Um, as we... As we stated, Baszler, you know, we thought was going to win. It was going to be an easy shoe-in. Great match. Showcase match for WrestleMania. Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. We possibly still might get it since Charlotte didn't name her opponent. Rumor has it Charlotte might challenge Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. Take out the women out of that, guys. Um, and, I mean, what are your thoughts on that possible matchup? I'm all for it. I know you're you're kind of down on Charlotte, but that could I be some good stuff. Charlotte touched Becky Lynch or Bailey or Sasha Banks for five years. Like just <laughs> keep them apart. It's happened so many times. 2017 I, was too much for you, huh? Well, even 2018 too. Then she wrestled Becky. <laughs> yeah. You know, who did she wrestle in 2016? I wonder. Uh, that was probably a lot of, well, that's when they kind of started integrating in, but yeah, that was probably a lot of Sasha. You know, um, I think it was the four-way with Nia in it, too. Yeah, so she wrestled Bailey and her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, Bailey yeah. yeah. Um, that was that was before Becky was got her nose broke, so she wasn't over yet. Um, but, you know, whatever. Let's try it. You know, it's something different. Uh, supposedly, I haven't watched NXT or AEW from yesterday yet. I might try to speed through one before I pass, pass out tonight here. Um but there was rumors that she was in Orlando yesterday, so maybe it already happened. I don't know, but I didn't see it on my news feed, so I I don't think it happened. And and if that would have been top, like you, you can you'll I'm sure they're gonna do a chamber. Charlotte will defend her title shot against Oscar because of the interference, and then after chamber she'll announce it. Is what I'm guessing anyway. Because mm-hmm. then you can get NXT Portland done. But Why the tease it then? Is, because it's what they do. I know. That's just <laughs> I, I like, did see that part live and she was like, I'll wait to tell you. And I'm like, really? Can they just like, I was just like, come on. Can they just figure that out? I, I have no I idea what she is. She's a, um, she's a real Lacey Evans. She is. <laughs> um, and like, Doof brought up a good point. He's like, the thing that sucks about that is he's like, now there's, he's like, I have no interest in, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, because you know yeah. Ripley's winning. So you just hurt yourself by doing it. 
if they were to announce it early. So, I mean, I'm guessing they'll wait to announce it. um, Speaking of Lacey Evans, um, I I can't tell you one thing that happened in this match. I think there was a camera shot of her daughter picking her Her daughter. And her uh, rocker husband or her rag- vagabond? I mean, I was really confused by that, but... I I couldn't tell you. I, this match happened, and me, Demetrius, and Isaiah went to Super America and got some candy. Because this was <laughs> awful. I, I'm going to go on a list. Like, Lacey Evans is not that good whatsoever. And I I I have never not cared for Bailey more in my life. Like she Ooh. is they turn her heel, which is as stupid as turning Kyrie Stane heel. Like, mm-hmm. how, like how do you screw? It's like somebody said, well, what, uh, uh, of course, of course they screwed up Bailey, which was an easy, easy shoe in. They screwed up Walter. Of course they're going to screw up Bailey. Um, they were probably thinking, well, we, we, we botched turning Cena heel. Let's turn the next thing the women's version of John Cena for a couple of years, <laughs> Bailey will give her a haircut. But yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. I like mopey emo-ish Bailey. I'm all for it. I get the frustration, uh, but nothing. Yeah, she hasn't really done too much. I mean, she's, I don't think you should have turned Sasha heel right away. I think that's your match for Mania that we wanted to see the last two freaking Manias. So I mean. Uh, but oh, we'll where get, do you go we'll with Sasha on that? We'll do. It'll be babyface Sasha against heel Bailey. Let's Unless they swap a Bailey again, so we get the big inflatables for Mania. Oh, um, please don't do that, Vince. Please. You gotta keep it creative, Alex. You gotta have the babyface, the heel, and the heel, the babyface. Oh yuck! Yuck. Here's what I think. It's like I, 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 I agree to an extent where I don't mind the, the complaining, mopey, screw you, Bailey. I don't hate that. But she comes to the ring with, like, this weird headdress thing, and she's got her thumbs in her title around her waist, and she doesn't look like she understands where she is, and she just slowly walks to the ring and has the charisma of Yoshihashi, and it's like... <laughs> Oh no! It's like, what is the deal here? And then you get Lacey Evans, who like is talking like basically like I mean, she's a heel. She acts like a complete heel, but she's the babyface, so nobody knows how to what they should even react to her because they're so confused. And, and the match, and then the match had to follow a rumble, which doesn't help either. It's just this. This was not good. Like this. Yeah. Like I. I you got your spreadsheet for all your your match of the year contenders. Like I got my big list, you know, and then and then I got my my worst of the year list. And I this is the first match that's cracked my worst match of the year list. Ooh, I don't know. That's Reigns Corbin for me. Yeah, I pick any yeah. of them. I I think the only reason I would put the Reigns one above this is because at least the Usos came in and tried to save the match. Um, no. I can't tell you one thing about, and, and I laughed at least at the the opener. I laughed at how dumb it was. Like, oh, here comes Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler to help Corbin ten minutes into the match. There's no rules. Why didn't you just start beating him up at the beginning? <laughs> Why would you wait ten minutes to come out? Like, that gave me something to laugh about. This Bailey Lacey Evans match. Like, I couldn't. Like, they didn't know how to sell. They got. They didn't know what they were doing. It looked like it was just. 
Because you have to show oh. her daughter like seven times. The camera guy gets that right, but can't get a spear from a returning superstar from 10 years ago where everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the saddest retirement ever. And then you botch that, but you show a child. You didn't, she didn't even hit Bailey. I was expecting the, the, the women's right from the kid. I was, I was like, that's going to be the spot. Whatever. But we didn't even get that. No, the kid didn't know what was going on. Like, what am I doing, Mom? Like, okay. Oh, would you rather watch? Would you rather watch Bailey Lacey Evans, or would you rather watch Mio Yamashita and Juna Manase taking on Mio uh, Mio Watanabe and Mariah Miyayumi? Yep, a hundred percent. You had me at Mio Yamashita. <laughs> would Would you rather watch the feed or Daniel Bryan or Mio Yamashita? Stop. Just me, Yamashita. I mean, give, give me the last five minutes of the fiend Daniel Bryan, because otherwise, whoo, it was kind of like watching Reigns and Corbin a little bit. Started off very, very slow. I'm happy, no red ring. Uh, some very nice stiff kicks from Daniel Bryan. It was great to see the yes and the crowd going wild. Um, but again, this match. <coughs> it was just there, you know, and I guess yeah. Daniel Bryan's not supposed to win it. This is your typical rumble match, you know, your championship match here uh, to make your champion look strong heading in the mania, which I think Daniel Bryan did a great job with there. Um, but uh, again, to me, it was just, you know, when, when you get no sold on the lashes from, you know, kind of the, uh, the strap there. Cause again, this was a strap match. Um, it, 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 it honestly did did nothing for me. Yeah, it it was just it, and that's the like. So Meltzer gave this four stars. I don't know what the hell he was on when when he. I mean, he must have been pumping the creatine in the pre workout doing curls for this match. Like, <laughs> I, I, like you said, it's just it's a bunch of no selling. It. I don't care about the story. I don't care about the match. You know. There just there wasn't anything good to it. it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was stiff. I appreciate that they were trying, like they were hitting each other, but I just I, Bray Wyatt's just not that good. And it's evident when he does. You know, he goes on the attack, and you're just bored. And then explain to me how we get this sweet transition from a mandible claw into a yes lock, and then instantly. He doesn't, the fiend doesn't even fight out of it. He just gets out of the move and goes back into the mandible claw. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Corey Graves goes, he has magical powers. That's how he escaped it. Interesting. Your, your commentator just told us that he has magic powers. <laughs> magic powers. One of my favorite Simpson jokes ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean... So technically, if he loses the Roman Reigns, which is going to happen, I mean, what happens with that character? Does the Fiend eventually vanish? Look, as much as everybody, like, people love, oh, this is the best thing in years in this company. This thing has no legs underneath it. There's no staying power. When he loses, there's nothing else to it. Like, that's it. Yeah. There's your illusion. It's like, you know, it's like when Goldberg got tased and yep. lost. I was like, just about to say that, yep. He just killed the character. <laughs> oh, my you gosh. You know, they could have Bray Wyatt come back again and try to repackage him. I don't know. I don't get it. Fun fact. Um, 
John Cena allegedly, obviously, is, he's hinting at a WrestleMania match, of course, with Fast 9 coming out a month after Mania or possibly within that same month. Um, you know, he's going to be doing some work there. Uh, allegedly, the rumor is an NXT uh, star he will face. Ryan, three you would like to see John Cena face that's not Adam Cole. Keith Lee. Ooh. Matt Riddle. Bro. Or... What would Keith Lee would be really good. Talk about Johnny getting Gargano. rubs. Oh my gosh, that would be interesting. <clears throat> not, not no chance. Um, I just I think the Gargano would be good because you could make that baby face, baby face, and they could make it work. And and you you could you you don't have to have Cena put him over, and it would almost get him over more not winning. By the story, I'm sure they could. Tell. Uh, that's why I think, I think that's the beauty of it is is you can you can keep Cena looking strong for his for the match, you know, just because you never know what you're gonna have. Maybe you know he's the kind of guy who might want to come back and do a run, you know. So you got to keep him, you know, you keep him strong. And mm-hmm. Gargano's not gonna lose anything in a loss. Jeez, my God, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, just as interesting as the next match, like you said, Becky Lynch and Asuka, of course, great buildup. Becky Lynch saying she could never beat Asuka. She was afraid that, you know, that, that, that was the one thing she couldn't get over after having an amazing 2019, um, you know, being, wasn't she champ pretty much from mania on, um, yeah. but it, yeah, she's almost a year. And so, I mean, you know, I, I thought this was a, a pretty good match that just essentially just ended, <laughs> you know, kind of kind yeah. of randomly where, you know, of course, the disarmer was, you know, kind of going in there. You know, you have the ref bump. Um, the mist, of course, gets, you know, uh, you know, up and, you know, in a way kind of back back shots, you know, Asuka there finally get to the disarmer and then the tap out. I honestly thought, why not have Asuka in that lock for, I don't know, maybe a minute, two minutes, if that, to kind of showcase that. She just kind of tapped, it seemed like, right away, which is kind of unfortunate. But good back and forth. And, you know, I, I think, again, not – I mean, I, I wouldn't say going through the motions there, but it, it was just something – I liked their match from 2019 a little bit more, but uh, fairly better than, than the, uh, the the SmackDown women's. Yeah, this was, this was my favorite match of the night so far, um, going, going into it. And – I, I I think I think the story they tried to tell was that you know Oscar misting herself was too much and she needed to tap because she needed to she couldn't handle the mist and needed to clean her face or so I don't know I'm just making speculation because I kind of agree with you I was just kind of like oh but it was also I I don't think it helped too that it was like it was like an almost missed like gut shot and then but it was enough to make Oscar's head snap back and then spit in the air. When it's like, mm-hmm. theoretically, if somebody punches me in the gut, I'm bending over. I'm not getting hit in the gut and then looking in the air and extending my body and spitting. You know what I mean? So, like, that was weird to me because in my – she should have spit it onto the mat. And then she's already looking down, and then you could pull her by the arm and do the disarmor. Instead, you have her spit it in the air to get the image of the mist on her face, and then you go – like, I think that didn't help it either. I think if you're going to go quick like that, you should have her just catch her out of nowhere. But you know, I think they wanted to add the illusion because I don't know if you noticed this, but every um, every recap video and go back and watch the the recap to this, they CG missed on that Monday Night Raw contract signing. Hmm. It's 
I've never in a million years seen somebody like you literally can see them like it looks like a cloud that was computer animated to like put over the misting on Raw that that week before. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it going, oh my god, did they really just CGI? <laughs> like, is, oh my gosh! No they could have done that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just sorry. I was on the on the Twitter and and Naomi uh, was calling out these three white dudes talking about the women's rumble, which these guys said there was the worst rumble out of all three, which was BS. And then they yep. said, you know, they were talking about Naomi, Naomi's, which we were, you know, we were critiquing it as well. But apparently they called her an idiot and an mf which is just stupid. Wow. Wow. Yeah, people are. Uh... People got issues, man. I want yeah. to. I want to try to find this this CGI thing and send it to you. Uh, another fun fact, uh, according to Voices of Wrestling, um, they discuss. Uh, they said, as discussed on both the new flagship and WrestleNomics Radio episodes released earlier tonight, an interesting aspect of next Thursday's WWE Quarterly Report will show how much money WWE is receiving from USA for NXT. Uh, Ryan, what do you think uh, USA is paying the E for NXT? Twenty million, no, fifty million. There are some industry whispers that the actual number is zero. Oh, and it's just a favor to them. Interesting. So I wonder if that's why they were let go, uh, Barrios and uh, Wilson there. Interesting, but let's get back back on track, which of course um, was the you know kind of the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble. Of course, we all knew Boombox Brock was coming out first. <laughs> but let's be real. Uh, the surprise, you know, was you know of course we we have Elias Rowan. Everyone's getting tossed. Robert Roode, John Morrison, the guy who comes back. Uh, who you think should have a, a, a good run, a good look in the Royal Rumble. The guy's been uh, gone for, you know, nine years, <laughs> gets tossed out right away. I get it. I know Lesnar had some inputs into the parts that he was into the Rumble. Him and Heyman, you know, had a little bit more say in, into kind of the booking there. But why would you do that to Morrison right away? Yeah, yeah I, I was surprised by that, too. But I, I can't lie, I, I I was behind this this whole uh this whole Lesnar domination annihilating everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the, good. The 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 uh who who was it when M V P came out and he starts dancing to it, I thought that was hilarious. That was oh man. Um again, follow us on on at WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. As I tweeted out, um, let's see here. Uh, Here it is. Brock Lesnar dancing to MVP entrance is life. And I put the gif of Boombox Brock. (laughs) So pay attention, bro. No, but um, again, Lesnar, I don't know if him and Hayden have beef against Kofi Kingston, but man, they screwed this guy twice in three to four months. First off, beating him in nine seconds on the first SmackDown on Fox for the uh, for the the championship there, but then you're you 
you stop and block Kofi Kingston from doing what probably his legacy will be known for, you know, besides the, the Kofi mania, but let's be real. We're all about the Kofi rumble spots and we did not get that. We were robbed of it, Ryan robbed of it. Uh, does that mean, I mean, does Lesnar really not like Kofi Kingston that much? Oh, I don't think it's that at all. I they, I think people who think that he, that they jobbed him out. I mean, that whole thing was to get Kane Velasquez over. I mean, that was the, the antithesis. It didn't happen. No, it's because then they, they, they don't realize that Kane Velasquez then needs to have knee surgery. So the match can only last a minute. Um, I'm setting you this right now here. Um, no Kane Velasquez at the rumble as was word. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he dominates, you know, Mysterio, Biggie Langston, which I thought should have been huge, uh, you know, went nowhere, Cesaro. I love the him and Shelton Benjamin were one-on-one. I love the smiles, you know, I, no, I don't know if they even hugged or embraced. No, hugged and he turned up. Here's the thing I'll say about Kofi, too. Sorry. I said to that that CGI thing, sorry, I was, so I was, pay, I was like half focused there. The, the thing about the Kofi was Kofi was the first one who lasted until other people came out. So, I mean, they didn't even, they, they left him in there longer than almost everybody. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least they gave him that, but you, you know, you know, what was really upsetting about it was when you get Keith Lee and Braun Strowman out there. And oh my God, that was not, CGI. Yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't that terrible? <laughs> like they literally, oh my God. I couldn't believe it. I had to like rewind it like six times. Like, what did the lose. live crowd see then? Probably just the normal miss from Moscow. Oh, gotcha. But it must not have been a month uh, enough. So damn it, we got CGI. <laughs> um, but you get Keith Lee and Braun Strowman, and you could tell Lesnar's like, you know, he's like, that's a big boy to Keith Lee, and you know, he's mm-hmm. he's put him over, and I'm like, all right, let's go. And then. They they take him down and they start getting the upper hand, and then they stop and start fighting each other. Yeah, you just watched Brock Lesnar throw out twelve people. Why on earth do you not work together to throw him out? Because <sighs> Braun Strowman's not over fighting each other, and then Brock just throws them both out. Yeah, and then you get McIntyre who comes in, and instead of giving and this might be a little nitpick too, but it's still like, come on, instead of. McIntyre eliminating Lesnar clean to put it over. He's got to eat a nut shot from Ricochet, and then he gets Claymore kicked over. So like, you could even have McIntyre cleanly eliminate him. But I mean, you, you got to do what you got to do. Agreed. You agreed. Get I just piece down. That was just I, a stiff ass nut shot, though. I mean, yeah. that that was my thing. I was like, oh god. Do, do you think? Do you think it would have been more impactful if if he would have just ducked the clothesline, came back and claymored him, and then Lesnar flipped out, and it was just only McIntyre that eliminated him. I just think it might have been a little more impactful, but I do love how how Lesnar sold that he laid there for like a minute and a half. Like you know, to once again, anybody who says Lesnar doesn't sell for people is crazy. Um, that dude sells for anything. I, I, I thought. I thought it worked though. I mean, again, the camera angle made it look probably more impactful than it did. Thanks, Kevin Dunn. Um, but I mean, it, yeah, it is what it is. But I, I thought the spot worked. I, I popped, you know, Kelly. Everyone popped, you know, that was watching it, and you know, it was just like, okay, they're going with this. And, and I thought that spot right there made Drew McIntyre. 
You know, the guy, as I reported a few shows ago, hadn't won a pay-per-view in all of 2019. And yeah. then for him to start off the year 2020, eliminating the beast, eliminating the guy, you know, since 2012 that has held the uh, WWE hostage, you know, with, by making mad bank, um, you know, just for, for showing up a couple times a year. I, I thought this was good. And, you know, it, to lead to the eventual matchup here at WrestleMania, I think that that plays into the story really well. And I agree. Like, I'm not. And you can use the nut shot in that angle, you know, saying you only needed that to take me out. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way you could use that. I think it just also leads to like, every time Brock loses, it's because he gets hit in the nuts 400 times. Like it's like his kryptonite. Like where to get him out. (laughs) He loses the Seth Rollins and they're just getting punted in the nards a bunch. And I mean, like I said, I, I, I agree. I agree. I thought it was awesome. Lesnar doing his best Kurt Angle, we're doing a handstand over the top. <laughs> like, like Lesnar was fantastic in that putting that over it, and he, that's why Lesnar is so smart. He understands business. He mm-hmm. had to make him look good. I just, I wish they could just let people have like, you know, let him get fully over. Let him do it on his own. Like everything always has to have a a cause, like a reason as to why it happens. It's like. The NXT Dusty Classic, like every match ended with like a freaking distraction finish. Like, can't you just have mm-hmm. somebody get over on their own? And I think that's more my problem was not Ricochet doing the low blow. It's once again, you're too afraid to have somebody just get over by themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was my beef more than the nut shot. So I won't blame the nut shot. I'll blame the company for just for not just going, just have McIntyre do it on his own. Don't make it where you need somebody else's help. Because now you've already given me a reason to think that McIntyre is not winning. Because if he yeah. doesn't have anyone's help to eliminate him from the Rumble, how is he going to beat him in a one-on-one contest with a not-tired Lesnar? So, like, you just, you're eliminating... Uh, like, that's obvious. Uh, the 3MB reunion, Dur. Oh, shit! Jinder Mahal's going to come out and whoop some ass. I'm <laughs> 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 um, but you know I mean, We kind of touched on the edge thing earlier I, I love how Matt Riddle came out 30 seconds later gets eliminated by King Corbin I'm like you gotta be kidding Bro. me He's in the doghouse that that happened Do you think they changed his uh, His entry number at 23 So he wouldn't be in the ring with Brock Because as as we all Were ooing and owing before the rumble We, we all read on the Dirts that you know there was a uh, You know altercation you know, backstage an incident between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. Everyone's like, ooh, what happened? Then it comes out, you know, Lesnar being Lesnar, just saying to Matt Riddle, kid, you might as well stop saying my name and tagging me and shit because you and I will never work together. Ever. Yeah. And just walked by. A, I think that's dumb business. And B, I mean... I mean, do, do you think Lesnar's in the right there? I mean, a, a rookie move, even though Riddle is not. I mean, he competed in the octagon and had a better record in the octagon. You know, it was almost as over, if not a little bit more than Lesnar, since he's more consistent. Hell, he made a name on the independent scene for the last couple of years, you know, yeah. and, and then built up in the NXT as being one of the top guys. Hell, the, the Broser weights are, you know, getting a tag shot, you know, out in Portland you know, uh, in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, I think it's stupid on their part. I mean, and, and I hope they realize there is money 
into that match? Because you could I, do a shoot slash wrestling match. I think that's Lesnar just doing his due diligence that he should do to just, you know, if you're that guy, you got to keep that that like look at what look at Goldberg. Don't call me bro. I'm not your bro. Like Lesnar's not going to be a geek. Lesnar's <laughs> going to go out there and. You know, Keep my name out your mouth, kid. You don't want this. And walk away. You know, I, I wouldn't expect Lesnar to do anything else because that tells me Lesnar at least was paying it. Lesnar knew it was happening and paid enough attention to read that it was happening and knew it was happening. Yeah, but marks like you and I, you and me will make that match huge. I mean, we exactly. would talk the hell out of it. That could be a big draw. And well, I think it's foolish if they don't visit it down the line. As I've said, Brock Lesnar is one of my all-timers because regardless of what people say, he is one of the smartest business guys in this in this industry because he can take anybody and have the match of the night with them, and he can do it in four minutes or 20 minutes. It doesn't matter because he is not too proud to sell for anybody or do anything to get anyone over. Balor, Daniel yes Bryan, no. AJ, all those matches. You know, the, that might have been the well, second Well, but good workers. Matchup. I mean, those are all prominent, you know, excellent Ray wrestlers. Guy you hate. No, you know? Yeah. But, but to be fair, a guy like that doesn't need to do that. But he does. He, you know, he doesn't need to go out there and start bumping for Daniel Bryan. But he does. He's, he's smart. That, that Ray Mysterio match was awesome. Because mm-hmm. Lesnar was vulnerable. And, and yeah. True. He does such a good job of making himself look like this invincible monster that when he allows himself to be vulnerable to these guys. You know, it, aside from probably Halloween Havoc against Diamond Dallas Page, that was the best match I've ever seen Goldberg have, and it was with Lesnar. When he, and it was five minutes. That oh, yeah. Uh, it was like, yeah. I think it was like four and a half stars on that bitch, and it was like a five-minute match. It, it was incredible. It was perfect. <laughs> Who's the oh, his facial Lesnar? are amazing. And that camera angle on that spear when he was like, was so good. But who's to say Lesnar isn't just that good of a business person? Because by him doing that, we're talking about it. Yeah. Bro. I'm surprised Matt Riddle never called him Broberg. Broberg. He might have. Goldberg's like, don't say that. Not your bro. Bro Lesnar. You know, I mean, it, it. I just, I think, I think it could just be him doing good business because he knows now everybody's going to talk about it, mm-hmm. and now he can see if there really is interest himself. Yeah, so that's, I, that's, that's very that's true. That's why I'm not looking too much into it, but I, I did think it was pretty entertaining that, you know, unlike the Goldberg approach, he went and was like, "Shut up," and just walked away. <laughs> that was pretty funny because I mean, he's a legit badass human being, and it's like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, bro. <laughs> As we mentioned, you know, Edge makes the the comeback, you know, big cheers, you know, uh, you know, great pop, looking good. Uh, and, you know, of course, we get Corbin, you know, Luke Gallows, Orton, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, uh, rumored uh, winner to be uh, Alistair Black, Samoa Joe, and Seth Rollins coming in at 30, which I was just like, eh. But they did have a really cool Messiah spot where he was caught by uh by his his people so he wouldn't get eliminated but uh yeah the last you know i would say 10 minutes of rumble was a phenomenal watch i thought this men's rumble was very good 
Because, again, yeah. it was something, you know, especially after Lesnar got eliminated, yeah, we had the Roman Reigns in the back of our head. Hell, I even thought I was like, is Rollins going to win it again? Um, but, you know, this was good. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. I love the Simpsons WWE memes uh, that are, you know, the whole, do the whole Willie Willie the groundskeeper, you know, uh, aspect, you know, uh, with the Scotsman and, and McIntyre. And, you know, hey, it's about time he, you know, after leaving the company, uh, being let go, you know, nine years ago or whatever, eight years ago, made a name on the scene, you know, on the indies, traveled all over, wrestled, got bigger, uh, take that Jinder Mahal, um, and then essentially, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't win a pay-per-view match, but looked good in 2018, you know, with him and Ziggler. And, you know, uh, you know, I, like I said last year at Mania, I think the wrong guy won with his match at Reigns. I think if you wanted to build him bigger, you should have had McIntyre win last year. And who knows? Maybe they'll do it right the wrong this year. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I know some people were mad that the report came out that uh, Aleister Black was, you know, potentially had, had his name in the hat to win. And, you know, to be fair, he'll have his time. Like, you don't need to have him no. already. Like, that – that wouldn't have, I just don't think that would have worked. So I think they went the right route. And kind of like the women's match, this was two rumbles in one, and I think that's why it was so entertaining to me. The whole Lesnar thing was like its own match. And then mm-hmm. when Lesnar got eliminated, it became its own match again because it was different people, different eliminations, things like that. So I thought they told two great stories. It was kind of, it was, it was just a good watch. It was a really good watch. Yeah. Both of these rumbles delivered, delivered really well. Um, you know, aside from Becky and Oscar, for me, the rest of the show was shit. Um, but at least the rum, you know, it's, it's, isn't it weird how they could never get like both things? Like, you know, a couple of years ago they had that really fun Owens Roman match, and then you know, and then they had like the the Owens staggering to get to the ring during the Rumble. Yeah, like Cena style limping. But then like yep. the Rumbles are like, eh. But then they have really good rumbles, and then the rest of the matches are like, eh. It's like they can't get it right. They can't. Or are we just that out. jaded? No. Like, it, it, if just on the spot, and, and hopefully you don't have anything on your screen to show it, maybe you have a better memory than me, but I had to stop. Do you remember who won last year's Royal Rumble? Uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, I'm talking about the men's one. Seth Rollins? I think so. I you think know what's crazy is we, we had Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles at last year's Rumble, and I couldn't tell you anything about that match. And you think that match on paper, like, whoa. It was Rollins. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then do you remember who won the 2018 Rumble for the men? Uh, for the men, Roman Reigns? Nope. <laughs> Once again, they can't think they, they have really good matches, but then they have awful rumbles. It was it, that was the Nakamura win. Whoa, Shinsuke. Okay, I, I saw something on Facebook saying that Nakamura won the rumble like a few days ago, like in 2018. And I was like, that didn't happen. That was a typo. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you look at last year's rumble it's because Rollins of the bad the mania match. Oh, yeah, because yeah. him and Asuka won that year. I was like, yeah, Japan. You know, so so it's like we have th- that awful women's rumble. The men's rumble was so unforgettable, we barely even remembered who won. But then we had Lesnar Balor, which rocks. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, which yeah. was pretty good. Um, it had that odd Miz and Shane tag match. Um, but 
you know, Oscar Becky, which she liked more than this year's. And it had that awesome Becky Lynch or uh, Buddy Murphy, Kenta, Tozawa, yes. and Kalisto match. Like, so the undercard was really good, but then the Rumbles are just a joke. Like, they can't. It also had the weird match between Bobby Roode and Chad Gable against Scott Dawson and Razor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Razor. All right. Well, that was a waste of my time looking at that. Um, oh, you want to go to World Collide? Yes, I would say a fantastic show. Yes, fantastic. I know uh, Ryan did not like the NXT UK uh, show uh, Blackpool, Riverpool, whatever, whatever it was. Um, Blackwater uh, from a few weeks ago here. Um, but I thought this was a good show. Ilya Dragunov uh, has been a favorite of mine since Ryan introduced me to him over in Progress. Him and Sue Williams with that Progress for Dummies show. Uh, go check it out uh, wherever you pod your cast, Strong Style Media or WrestleCast Radio. Um, God, I have the best uh, girlfriend in the world, best boo thing. Homemade Parmesan garlic wings she just brought down and some pizza. I love it. Um, I know, right? I'm over here with a, well, I got some Cheez-Its. <laughs> you eat Cheez-Its? Yeah, I, got a, I got a box of them. For, I got 45 mini bags for like seven bucks at work because it was all damaged. So I just clearanced it out the half price. And then it myself. Cheat, Don't cheat tell my system. bosses. <laughs> But no, him and Balor I thought was good. A little slow at sometimes, but I'm kind of mad. I did not get my tor- uh, torpedo Moscow countered into a Pele kick. That's all I kept thinking about. I was like, I can't wait to see this spot because I made it up in my head. But I was like, how could we not see that? And we did it. I digress. But I thought Ilya oh, Dragunov showed a lot of uh showed a lot of spunk to the uh the, cr- the to the American crowd here. So, I thought that was a really good opener. Um I went two and a half on it. Oh, don't kill me. I might I, I don't know what it was that I just it it felt like every time they started to get going, they looked they looked lost and they would just mm. it was it I don't know what it was. Like I, and and it was interesting, too, because I thought that what it would have helped it was I'm watching it with Demetrius, and we're, we're sitting there watching it, and we're kind of we're kind of like, man, something just feels off, and we're trying to talk through it because that was the whole, like, the whole reason he came over before the Rumble was to watch this match on Saturday. Like, this was the number one thing we cared about was Balor and Dragunov. So we're, like, trying to analyze, like, oh, they just did this, and this will get him to this. But there was just little, mm-hmm. like, Missed timings that we that we were just we would notice because we're like oh he you know he he missed the wrist and he didn't do that yep. or they ran into each other or the, one didn't get upright and and it also doesn't help that nobody cares about NXT UK Ilya Dragunov came out to the same reaction that DJZ got gets on NXT it was just <laughs> and it sucks because Ugh. he's out there doing his whole shtick. Yeah, nobody cares. There was, there was. I don't even. I, I mean, to be fair, when you got a whole Russian backdrop and theme song in America right now, no one's gonna have a big reaction, especially when he's your face of the match. And yeah, and that was the other thing. And then the crowd's cheering Balor, and Balor's working as a heel. And I mean, they, there was some cool stuff they did. But in my head, I'm going, man, this ain't no Dragunov, Jordan Devlin. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this isn't Dragunov <laughs> and David Starr. This isn't Dragunov and Chris Ridgeway. And yeah. Finn Balor just looked uninterested to me. 
I don't know. Well, but it that's was, his character. I mean, that's the prince for you. Well, I mean, he's like, doing his finger guns. <laughs> oh yeah, because they start upside down and then they rotate forwards. That's right. <laughs> but like, I mean, it, I don't even mean it like character-wise. I mean, it's just it looked like there's parts of the match where he was just like, all right, I'm just kind of here, and it it initially set the pace off a little weird when they tried to run this giant building. You know, they tried to run the the Toyota Center or Honda Center or whatever it is that the Rockets play in. And, you know, I don't even think they sold half of it because people just, nobody cares about NXT UK. And that was the problem. Like, it's just not over in America. And it's because people just don't, they're like, whatever to it. And But it's I all, it's nothing hurt. but progress. That's legitimately all it is. And people know what progress is. People know who these guys are. I would how think, many, hell, if I can, do. How many true, true and, like, Die hard, Not a like, lot, because I've you're, you're being a part of these like, Facebook oh, yeah. groups. They're a bunch of idiots, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm finding oh, yeah. it out. There are a bunch of them on that and on Twitter. Just a bunch of freaking earnest people. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of his last name, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. Wolf. There we go. There we go. Hey, bro. You know, and, and that's the hard part about it. You know, it's like so these guys like either the opener too. And you have them in an opener where the crowd has no idea that Balor's the face or the heel. Like they're cheering yeah. Balor. Like, the, I mean, these are people that like didn't even probably watch NXT that much. You know, they're just oh, it's a WWE event. Let's go. Because they're cheering Balor when he's the heel. They don't know who the hell Dragunov is. The cruiserweight match, which was tremendous, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, they really didn't know any of the people in that. And Devlin cutting a promo, and people are just staring at him. I mean, it just. Like it, they were set up to not like the only guy who was over was Walter. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. crowd's standing undisputed, and then everyone goes Walter. Like his group didn't even get cheered; it was just Walter. So, you know, Balor and Dragunov just they were set up to fail, and I think that's what. Like I could just like I felt bad for them. Like I was like, this sucks for these guys because they worked hard. Like they were trying to yeah. do stuff. You know, I think it didn't help that they probably never touched before in a ring, and it just, you know, and and I I wanted to like it. I hope more people liked it than than I did. You know, and it sounds like you did, so maybe it yeah. was just because I had such high hopes for it too. This was a match was where you could have cut three problem. minutes off, and I think it would have been a little bit more effective because yeah, yeah, there were there were some slower moments, people trying to get more into dragging off, but yeah, this was a match, especially if you're gonna have Balor go over. You know, you got to make him look strong, but dragging off, you got to have him hit a damn torpedo Moscow, for God's sakes. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I think if it would have been more of a sprint, it would have been better. Huh. Speaking of sprint, you have a, uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to go out there and say it, a match of the year candidate already. Let's just say back-to-back match of the year candidates. Uh, but the first one, of course, the four-way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, you had uh, Angel Garza, the champ, taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott, a.k.a. The, that, that dude from Lucha Underground. Uh, Travis Banks, who I love, the Kiwi Crusher. And, of course, Jordan Devlin, who, would, of course, would defeat all three to become the new NXT Cruiserweight Championship and to have one of the most awkward post-match uh, <laughs> microphone talky thingies, whatever the hell he did. Um, but I thought, talk about a, a sprint. I, I think they yeah. worked, I don't know, 74 spots in, in 10 minutes. Yeah, but it was amazing. 12.05, it was two minutes less than Balor and Dragunov. 
Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, Angel Garza is is tremendous. His pants gimmick is over. Um, yeah, Swerve that was cool. always good. Um, I I love Devlin. <laughs> Demetrius is like, who is this um, expletive with the big ass head? And I'm like, this is Jordan Devlin. He's like, wasn't he in the cruiserweight thing? And I said, yeah. And he goes, this dude sucks. I'm like, no, he what? doesn't. No, he doesn't. And, Did you show and, him and him and Star? No, I, w- I want to, though. I need to show him that. I need to show him him and Dragunov, too. Um, but, you know, Demetrius wasn't, isn't a UK guy. He's more of a Japanese guy, aside from American stuff. So all he saw of Devlin was the Cruiserweight Classic and then or the UK tournament or whichever one he was in. And then he hasn't seen anything for, like, two years of him. So he hasn't seen him improve like this. Um and by the yeah, end of the match, mark. he's like, this guy's dope. He's like, he is tremendous. So he was all on board with it. You know, and, and Kiwi Buzzsaw is a guy that we've been we've been hyped over for oh, yeah. years, you know. So I, I went four and a quarter on this. This was this was my second favorite match of the night. It was God, it was fun. I don't I don't it, real it, fun. If you watch a couple of matches from these two shows, two or three matches, this definitely should be one of them. The the four-way for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. The number one match that you should watch, uh, you know, if you only watch one from last weekend, this is it. This was the big match feel. I was telling people, I was like, if you want to see a dramatic, fantastic wrestling match, this is what you're going to see. And we got it with the reformation of hashtag DIY. Of course, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, teaming back up with Tommaso Ciampa, taking on Mustache Mountain. Of course, Ryan and his son, Sydney, a.k.a. Trent Seven and Tyler Bates. Because <laughs> pretty sure by the time Sydney's starting to wrestle, you'll come back out. When they were standing side by side, I look at Callie and be like, that's Ryan and Sydney. Like, no joke in 20 years. Um, so you know. And this was everything and anything. I teared up inside. I teared up outside. Just how beautiful they they worked in the ring all four. It's everything you expected and a lot more. This was a big match feel. This was WrestleMania hype for me. It delivered. Of course, DIY picks up the win. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Trent Seven got murdered a couple of times. His soul escaped his body and came back down (laughs) after getting kicked and kneed in the head. But I, I profusely love this match. I would say probably match of the weekend for me. Ryan, what did you think of this tag team classic? Um, I went three and a half. This was what my third. Yeah, I, I. It was good. It was a really good match. There was, there was it was fun. I just, I cannot. God, I'm the mark. mark. No, no, I'm, I'm the guy who is like. Why on earth is Gargano and Ciampa tagging after they tried to kill each other? Well, I yeah. hate it. I can't stand it. This is the third time they put them back together. This is the it's like third Suzuki time. and and Liger if they would have teamed up after after their their death bouts. This is like they would have teamed up after their death bouts and then beat each other up again and then teamed up again and then <laughs> separated and then teamed up again. Like I just dream match, bro. That's why. I yeah and that like so I couldn't get invested into it for the first half of the match because I was just like this there's no repercussions of this match for what whatever reason mm-hmm. like that was that was just why it was hard for me the, the 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 way the match was worked was great I loved the closing stretch I uh, I mean that was all fine it's just I couldn't get into the match I just couldn't 
every time I'm trying to like get get into it, I'm just like, all right, you know, that's cool. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of funny to see Champa wearing the blue again. I was like, ooh, this looks a little weird. I mean, I agree. It was just like, oh, how did they just throw it together in two weeks? Like, how are you? I mean, he got back Should from we, injury. Obviously, Champa's Champa's facing it, and hashtag DIY. I loved it. I thought this was any, you know, everything that, that I wanted into this match, especially kind of, be, you know, coming aboard on the train of Gargano and Ciampa, you know, after them, you know, having a decade, you know, a decade resume of, of excellent wrestling, which I'm only, you know, knowing their NXT stuff. And then Mustache Mountain, kind of the same things, watching them in progress, watching them in NXT, NXT UK. And, you know, to me, this was, you know, this was everything. To me, again, one of one of the, the best matches, if not the best, if you're not Ryan Cook, of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was it was really good. Like, I, I have, you know, no issues whatsoever with the match. I mean, by any means. So I'm not mad about that. I just, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, I don't, I don't. It was just thrown together. It. I get it. Yeah. You know, why do you Speaking keep of, putting these guys together? <laughs> like that was my problem. Speaking of thrown together, the uh, NXT championship, uh, Rhea Ripley, the champion defending her title against Tony Storm. Again, just kind of thrown together, uh, even though we just saw this uh, a couple of months ago, which was fine. Um, wasn't, you know, the, the first bout where Ripley defeated Storm to, to win the uh, UK championship was fun. Um, this match was unfortunately just there i i wanted to love it um you know i would say this was on part of the diy mustache mountain match for for ryan here but uh what are your thoughts on on this match i went two and a half it was it was there just predictable it's tony storm has been on a weird roll where i don't know if i was just such a tony storm mark because she was in stardom and you're Mm -hmm. working with the elite women wrestlers or when she took that break and was going to retire, like it just hasn't, she hasn't resonated with me as being what she used to. Like, I don't, it just feels like she's in a slump with some of these matches. It's like, they're, they're perfectly fine matches, but I just, I can't get into them like I used to, but you know, that, that like I said, is also the case when you're wrestling Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane and, Kagetsu and Momo Watanabe and people like that all the time where you stay that way. You know, they go to when yeah. when when the UK thing happens and, and the progress stuff, it just kinda I think it kinda toned down a little bit with her not doing stardom. But you know, it was it was I get bad, but it's it was, And I haven't seen know. any stardom stuff. So I mean I'm I'm not you know, I've seen clips here and there, you know, I've seen her have some good matches, especially against Viper. Um, Viper Nevin, and yeah, I, I it just seems like the last couple of times I've seen Tony Storm, it's just kind of going through the motions. I love the match at Evolution with the Io Shirai, I thought that was tremendous, but other than that, I'm like, okay, yeah, and, and once again, you know, it's hey, she's Where, where's the hype? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, so, which get well, well soon, well, EO, uh, apparently on the off, on the shelf for two months, so get yeah, well she soon. uh, she Tony Storm dove through the rope and on NXT the week before this and yep. she she like shorted the dive and EO like moved forward to catch her and like her knee completely crunched underneath her. Ooh. And you could see her like lifting it up and down and stretching it out. And you're like, oh oh that's not good. Do you think uh this was just a ploy so she can go uh 
kind of sort her contract out for when she goes back to stardom? Kind of <laughs> negotiate, if you will. Oh, tight. <laughs> oh, my God. If you could give me 2019 Ryan Cook, Woman Wrestler of the Year, Arisa Hoshiki. Against Io Shirai. Oh, baby. You... What was that name? Uh, we're about Arisa. to. Arisa Hoshiki. <laughs> I, love, I could hear you say that all day. Um, we're about to go off live here in a minute, but we'll continue for a couple of minutes as we preview New Japan. We got to get Ryan into his slumber. Um, so you could check out the full rest of the episode, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media, or look up WrestleCast with the T radio, um, uh, wherever you pod your cast or just type in strong style media, click the subscribe, download all the episodes, have fun. Thank you for joining in live. We will continue. Of course, now with the main event, um, Imperium Walter, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel, and the, uh, the guys, oof, Chin of Alexander Wolf, I guess we could say. Uh, taking on the <laughs> Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong, the MVP of 2019. Um, yeah, I mean, Alexander Wolf getting taken out early. It ended up being a three on a four. And of course, that is when we get to see Big Daddy Walter dominates. This was the first time I felt like Walter was Walter. Yeah. And it was because all these little gnats are just charging him and beating on him. And, and he's fighting everyone off with chops here and there. And Kyle O'Reilly, who mm-hmm. just makes everything look amazing, he's taking chops and just dead falling into like a heap onto the ground. I mean, it, this was so good. I went four and a half. This was my match of the night. This nice. Was my match nice. The, this was my match of the whole weekend. Um, you know, and, and it was great because you get, you know, it, and, you know, hope everything's good with Alexander Wolf. He said it was his fault. He goes, I don't blame anyone. He goes, tuck your chin. I didn't tuck my chin. I drove my head to the ground. And then I ate a kick because I didn't, I didn't give my chest out and I got kicked in the face and, and Roderick Strong chopped him in the back of the neck. As yeah. it happened, probably didn't come <laughs> um, Has that but, ever happened to you? Have you ever forgot to kind of dip your chin there? Uh, originally when, when I first start training, yeah, I would, uh, I would have headaches from banging my head off of boards like that sucks. You learn to not do that. That's, that's why (laughs) as as bad as it is that there's been, you know, multiple people who have broken their neck on this move. And I mean, Roderick strong almost broke his and so did Kazarian, but that's why the people get hurt on the styles clash is because you tuck your chin on a bump and they tuck their chins and then they go head first in the ground instead of leading your head back, you know, and taking that chest bump. Because it's just that's just natural thought, you know. Look yeah, at, um, true. Look at uh, the, oh, the guy without a chin. What was his name? Uh, oh, Ellsworth. Yeah, if, if, I mean Styles saved his his career potentially because boy, he tucked hard on that Styles clash, and he's like, oh shit, and he, you know, he saves him. But <laughs> you know, that's that's just you're so used to it. But mm-hmm. I, I I love this. This you know, and and it's the most perfect guys. Undisputed Era are so good. Because they, mm-hmm. they're, they're exactly what I preached about Lesnar. They have no problem doing any bit of business to get the next Correct. guy over because that's how you have to do wrestling. It's it's a dance. It's a business. You have to – you can't get over if you don't have anyone. I just got done listening to the, the NWO podcast on Jericho's cruise, and Scott Hall, the epitome of he said what killed the NWO was they ran out of people to work. You can't, you can't make money by yourself. 
And that's that's why like Undisputed Era is so good. And you know, they, they knew how special Walter is and you knew what that mm-hmm. was. And they went in there and they made him why he's so special and it just made them look even better. And I thought Eichner, uh, Fabian Eichner and Axel Peter Jr. or Marcel Bartel. <laughs> I love um, that day. <laughs> I, I almost, I, he's one of the ones I finally kind of not used. I've, I've gone to the WWE name. I've done pretty good about that. I said Dieter Jr. once to Demetrius. And he's like, which guy is that? I was like, it's the guy right there. He's like, why does his ass say Bartol? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Bartol. <laughs> Bartol. Sorry. And I was like, you know, four would have it. Um, but, I mean, everybody played such a great part, and they did such – I mean, the spots were great. This was fantastic. And the right guy won. Yeah. You had Alter win. He should win. None of those little guys should beat him ever. That, that's a Walter match. Walter works so well. You know, it, that's why him and Tyler Bate was Being so a good. giant. Yeah, and because and then he, he, like Lesnar, understands when to give and when to not give. Mm-hmm. And when you have him getting his ass kicked by Joe Coffey, nobody gives oh. a shit. When he's jobbing in three minutes at Survivor Series, nobody cares. And that's the hard that's part. That's why they booed. It. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it scared me because if you're somebody, obviously we saw this with Dragunov. We saw this with Devlin. Uh, to an extent, we saw this, you know, even a little bit with Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. These people didn't know half of these people. Mm-hmm. And if you're a WWE fan, what's your only knowledge of Walter? It's, well, this guy got his ass kicked in three minutes at the Survivor Series. He words Kushida, who has half of his size and got beat up for most of the match, which should never happen. Like, you think this guy would be under Vince McMahon's mantra of, you know, exactly. big men and then should dominate everyone. I mean, this guy should never lose a match or lose a championship for at least a year minimum. Yeah. And like you said, when he's getting toe to toe with, you know, the the little shrimps, as Vince would call them, like these guys can never get over. I mean, it's it's a little ridiculous. I mean, I, this I, should be the guy that is in his wheelhouse. This is the guy where we see in 2021 Brock Lesnar taking on Walter at WrestleMania. Oh, That's yeah. the thing that you're building the passing of that torch. Cause you know, both those guys can work and, and put on a good solid 20, 25 minute match. And that's something that you could see out of, out of this, uh, this four on three though, one match, like you said, we, we've been preaching Kyle O'Reilly for, for, you know, since the inception of WrestleCast radio, but Kyle O'Reilly, Walter, give me that any day of the week. I don't want to see Walter, Adam Cole. Yeah, I want to see Walter, Roddy Strong, but Walter, Kyle O'Reilly, that could be magical. Oh, Submissions so galore. Fun. Just that even him so trying fun. to attempt a submission on Walter would be a lot of fun. And he would make everything look so devastating for him too. Like, they, <laughs> oh, that's like that's like a perfect match. Like, yeah, like in in. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so that's what scared me about this match. But then when the crowd was chanting for him, I was like, okay, they at least know him, and that was good enough for me. Yeah. And it, but I mean, this match was this was awesome. I thought this was really good. This was really fun, and it was a good way to close the show out too. Because I was I had mixed feelings between the between everything. I'm like, ah, uh, it's been okay. Yeah. I thought again, this was a nice, fun watch. I mean, but I'm not gonna lie. Full disclosure, I think I fell asleep during the main event for like ten minutes. So I was like, "Oh, Imperium's dominating," and I just saw Walter germinating when I woke up. I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't really miss too much. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, this, I mean, it was a half hour, so I mean, it, it it had some length on it. 
That's what she said. Uh, is that what you call your crank, Demetrius? I have never laughed so hard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, well, yeah, that was I a rumble weekend. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, I would say, will give a, a, a moderate in the middle of the weekend for, for both shows there. And I'd, I'd probably get a, a two notches up. Yeah, it was the most fair. enjoyable pay-per-view I've seen in a while besides Survivor Series. So I, I guess it's only a couple of months. So, I mean, let's keep that momentum going, I suppose, going into a uh, mania season. Oh, it's just going to go downhill from there. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Nine um, hours. Uh, tomorrow. Um, yes. Around this time and uh, the next day. So two nights in a row coming up here. Uh, new beginning in Sapporo, running back-to-back shows. I'm not sure the time of these shows. I guess I could go to New Japan World and look and not be a a, a dodo. Um, Did you just say a dodo? A dodo. <laughs> um, let's see. So it starts at 1800, so that's 6 o'clock Tokyo. So 3 a.m. is the first show. And then the second show... Is a three o'clock there? So second show starts at midnight. That's Ooh. not bad. I can midnight watch on, both. Yeah, midnight Saturday going into Sunday, and then tomorrow, three um, uh, Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday Break, morning. Breaking news! You know what sucks, uh, especially if uh, well, hopefully there's a chance we might still be able to go to Warrior Wrestling Eight. Did you see who's uh, showing up there? Uh, I've not. I don't think. So uh, let me try to see really quick, um, damn it, uh, who his opponent is. But he's taking Amazing Red's spot. Um, let me see. So he's taking his spot because he apparently is doing some surgery. So Alex Shelley, who is the greatest freelancer at the moment, NXT, he's working Ring of Honor, he's working Warrior Wrestling. <laughs> But he's taking on my guy, a, a shirt I want to hopefully make one day. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast because I'm a Ren Narita guy. Yes, the young Whoa. lion, Ren Narita, is taking on Alex Shelley in Chicago Heights, Illinois, literally two minutes from where I grew up in Park Forest, Illinois. Whoa. Nuts. Ren Narita. We need to go That's rent a car. That's really cool, man. Hell yeah. Go Red Narita getting some bookings out. Oh, let's go, man. That's fantastic. I'm more excited for that now, I think, than, than I if it was Red. Shout out to Alex Shelley, who comes into NXT as the big reveal for Kushida's partner, and then they job the first match. This <laughs> <laughs> is stupid. <laughs> oh, man. To um, be fair, he's been held up by glue and tape uh, for the last yeah. eight years. That's That's true. Um, eight, we got eight matches on both of these shows. Um, I'll kind of just speed through the the the, the non-important stuff. Um, just you, uh, we got uh, Tiger Mask and Yuya Yamura against El Fantasmo, Taiji Shimori, Sogi Makabe and Tone Mahonma tagging with Toa Hanare against Hiroshi Tenzan, Manabu Nakanishi and Yota Suji. I believe this is the end of Nakanishi. These matches because he's okay. retiring in February. Um, then we get Ryan Skate Taguchi teaming with Sho Yo and Will Osprey of Chaos 
against Suzuki Hyun members Zack Saber Jr., El Desperado, Takamichi Noko, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And then Rocky Eagles and Ryu Lee taking on LIJ members Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. That's going to be nuts. That'll be my phone across the room. Uh, Tetsuya Naito and Sonata from Los Angeles de Japón taking on Bullet Club members Jay White and Kenta. That should be really fun. I'm intrigued by that. John Moxley and Kazuchika Okada against Suzuki and Taichi. How nuts is that, man? That's just insane to think. Like, like it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, cool. But thinking about Okada and Moxley tagging is just wild. Bro, did did Moxley literally fly out of Ohio then yesterday to Japan? He must have. Because isn't it a day forward when you fly on yeah. this? So right now it would be uh, 3.41 p.m. on Friday. Wow. And he, well, I mean, it's a tag match, but I mean, man, him and Okada, that's pretty damn cool, right? Yeah, I think that's awesome. Did we get the um, white coat? No, ah, maybe. Wait, does no, him I and think... Moxley walk out together no. from the crowd? No. Moxley will come out third to last, and Okada will be the closer on that one. <laughs> uh, evil Tomohiro Ishii, a one-on-one, yes. which is tremendous to have. Uh, and then the main event, which is going, we're going to try to shimmy our way into that match review that's so freaking crowded because of January 4th and 5th. But Hiroki Goto defending the Never against Shingo. I think Shingo's taking the title. Is is Hiroki Goto the definition of transitional champion? I know we brought he, it up earlier, but... Like, like I said, this guy in September, after putting up eight points, he continuously is still wearing a shirt that says G1, G1. is for Goto. No, no, you, no. It'd be stupid not to give the belt to Shingo because then we get Shingo and Ishii later oh, on. Baby. But Evil and Ishii, my God, I, I'm kind of honestly, I'm looking forward more to that than Shingo Goto. But but Goto, I mean, if Goto has his his wrestling tights on and if he has the harem of women waiting for him afterwards, maybe he, maybe he'll work. Maybe it'll be a good yeah. match. There. I'm excited. I in a, in a match like this, Goto shows out well against strong style type matches. So be uh, true, true. Um, night two, we get Toa Hinari and Yota Suji. Uh, then we get Makabe and Honma tagging with Yuya Gamura against Tenzan Nakanishi and Tiger Mask. Ooh. Gabriel Kidd coming in, uh, taking on El Fantasmo. That's kind of cool. Who's Gabriel uh, Kidd? Is he a he young lion? That, America style? Yeah. yeah, he was one of the ones that. Uh, Lance Archer choke slammed like the block, the little blonde kid. Yes. Okay. Um, Goto Ishii and Robbie Eagles of Chaos taking on Evil Shingo and Bushi of Lij. We then get Show Yo, Ryusuke Taguchi and John Moxley, another random, tagging against Minoru Suzuki, Doki, El Desperado, Takamichinoku, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Why is that? Why is there nine people in this match? <laughs> Because you got to have your, your, your dookie presence. I really wish uh, Umino was a part of this match instead of Taguchi. Do you think we'll get a uh, a throwback to that? I think Umino's Shorter on excursion. I think he's on oh, excursion. Man. That's why he's not on these shows. Such a bummer. I think he's in... 
I don't think he's. So did we get closure from that, or no? No, no. Unfortunately, I thought they should have. If they would have had the partnership, I thought they should have had him go excursion to AEW. But totally, totally. Um, then we get LIJ members Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Hiromu Takahashi taking on Jay White, Kenta, and Taiji Shimori. That should be Ooh. fire. Uh, British heavyweight title defense for Zach yeah. Sabre and Phil Osprey. And then Kazuchika Okada headlining with Taiichi. Ken, this, this, is the, this is the Taiichi where it's like, all right, man. Does this make a break for Taiichi? Yeah, because yeah, he's, you know, he... We had the the last year at New Beginning he shit the bed with Naito. It was one of my worst Naito, matches yeah. of the year. That was at like good G one though, man. Yep, really good G one. Him and Naito and G one, I think, was a, a a good masterclass of redemption for Taiichi. I would say. Um, I'm sure we'll have time next week, but I just want to talk about a couple things uh, on the ninth at Osaka Joel. Um, Naito, Kenta, Moxley, Suzuki. Hiromu, Dragon Lee, Jay White, and Sonata. That's a hell of a hell of a lineup, man. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, the, the next two weeks for New Japan is going to be insane. Not even two weeks, nine days. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's what, like, okay. five events in nine days? We um, have the first, the second, and then the road to the new beginning. We got three shows, the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Wow, I'm going to have no life, which is fine. And then, yeah, new beginning on, on February 9th. Wow. Um, more fuel to the fire that Lance Archer has signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling. He is not on this tour. A um, couple of these guys, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Dave Finley, Juice Robinson, uh, Chase, Yujiro, uh, the Girls of Destiny, all on this leg of the tour after doing the U.S. shows, but no mm-hmm. Archer. So makes you think he did sign with AEW. Make your money. Make yeah. your money. Um, you you want to talk about a crazy stretch of matches? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a crazy stretch when you mentioned the Moxley thing. Not to jump around here, but like I mm-hmm. said, we got you know we can talk about the uh, the the show next week on the Sapporo one. Uh, my guy Masashi Takeda. Okay, check this out on. On uh, New Year's Eve, he does a double shot where he works a six-man tag uh, tournament match for Big Japan. Then the same night on the 30th there, he works an o, uh, o- OWE show. It's him, uh, oh, wow. Sukumoto and Toshiyuki Sakuda uh, and uh, Yuko Miyamoto took on Alex Zane, Shima, and two of the, the young guys from OWE. So he worked back-to-back shows in Corican that day, two different companies. Then on the first, he works a tag, uh, NWA tag title match for zero one. Then on the second at Corican, he does a death, a barbed wire death match um, against Drew Parker and somebody named Channing Decker. I'm not sure who that is at Corican. So he just works a death match. Then on the third. Um, <laughs> How's he this works, guy still working? He he works a match uh, a match uh, for the King of Freedom World Title in a tournament at Shinkiba. After the match, he gets on a plane, goes back in time, and on the third again, so the same day, he wrestles in New Jersey 
against Brandon Kirk in a death match for something called SAW at a show called Don't Cross the Boss. It's on YouTube, uh, so you can check it out. So he works Shinkiba, gets on a flight, works a death match technically the exact same day, and then the next day works the ICW show in New Jersey against Loki. Whoa. Wow, that's a legit death match right there with those guys. So this dude literally has has a has a uh, a match a match in Tokyo, and the same day flies thirteen hours backwards to work a show in New Jersey that he just picked up a random booking before the Loki match because that's why that was mm-hmm. scheduled the third and the fourth, and he must have went, "Hey, I'm going back thirteen hours. Maybe I can pick up an extra booking." And he does, and he, it's a death match. <laughs> So, like, jet lag doesn't matter. Gets off a plane and, and, like, he's bleeding, like, 30 seconds into this match. Jeez. Like, that's one of the craziest, like, five-day stretches I've ever seen. This guy worked three death matches in two days or in four days on different continents. Do you think then? I mean, is he already a front runner for uh, wrestler of 2020? I mean, that's like I got. I haven't seen a lot of the stuff from this from this year yet with with Takeda, but I'm like, sign me the hell up. And then, <laughs> um, apparently, yesterday at at the Machida Pro Wrestling Festival Volume Three, what the hell show is this? This is tight. Okay, so the main event was the Violent Giants against Sami Kodaka and Yuko Miyamoto. The semi-main is the crazy lovers, Takumi Tsukamoto and Masashi Takeda, took on Masato Tanaka and Masaki Mochizuki. Wow. What the hell? (laughs) My God. Well, I got to try to find that show. (laughs) Takeda versus Mochizuki and Tanaka? Are you kidding me? I mean, (laughs) I just thought that this run that he... When you mentioned the Moxley thing, it reminded me of this. But I was like, man. Did you know New Japan has a mystery box? Do they? Yeah, two-pack two shirt mystery box. Where is this on? Pro Wrestling Tees? No, Suplex, SPLX, the uh, Zack Sabre gimmick. They have it on oh, there, on, on their link. Huh. But crazy, crazy. Um... But man, yeah, Takeda. I mean, I gotta start watching that guy. Is he gonna be my guy in 2020? Find out. I mean, after yeah, he's after that that middle of the year death match I saw with him and Kodaka from Corican on 2018. Like I've been obsessed. Like that got me back into watching matches like that. I was like, yep, this guy is insane. Thank you. Um. Yeah, the Dragon Gate show starts in two and a half hours. Uh, it does have English Sweet. commentary on it. Um, I, and it, it's cool because some of these guys are going to go back to their old gimmicks. Like, Naruki Doi is going to be second Doi. Um, uh, um, Yoshino is just Yoshino, and he's part of the Italian collection with Brother oh. Yashi and uh, Milano collection. Um, we get an M2K reunion with Susumu. Yokosuka is actually Susumu Mochizuki tagging with Masaki Mochizuki. M2K was one of my favorite uh, favorite stables back in in early 2000s when they feuded with Crazy Max and Do Fixer and all those guys. So awesome mm-hmm. stuff there. Um, 
I, you know, you sent me that picture of Okada. I always was wondering if they're gonna, if they would somehow try to sneak Okada on the show because he was an Ultimo Dragon student. Do you think they might have him do like a something on on the on the screen like uh, Shingo and uh, Akira Tozawa did? Yeah, they, maybe maybe something like that. That that could very well happen. That's a good call. So check that out. I'm excited uh, to watch the show tomorrow. Um, and by the way, I found out that uh, that Dragon Gate has a shop, and they have uh, all those do they of the new factions. They have a, uh, a Team Toruman tracksuit. They have the Team Dragon Gate, and then they have the Red One. Nice. I was like, That's Ooh, what I want. Daddy loves how much yen suit. is that? Uh, it was 140 US, so 14,000 yen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, whenever you see yen, take two zeros off the, or take two digits off the two zeros at the end. And that's, that's the easiest way to convert. Like when we were buying those strong so zeros, barrel was 8,000 yen. Yes. Cause it was 80 bucks. <laughs> the, uh, those, those strong zeros that we were drinking that were like 12% alcohol, but didn't taste like four locals. They were actually really good. Those were like 2000 yen. So they were two bucks. Wow. Or two hundred yen for their two bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh man. We'd spend four bucks and bring both of them to Cork and by by intermission, me and Isaiah are like, Yeah, wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Whoa, I'm in Japan. What's happening? Yeah. I'm getting ripped at a at a pro wrestling Noah show with the stuff I brought into the building comfortably. (laughs) Like, oh it's great. So um, I don't know. Anything else you got gonna, for the evening? It's going to be a fun weekend. I had a question for you, but I will pose it uh, next show, which will will probably be back on air early next week after, especially with the Dragon Gate shows and uh, the two New Japan shows. Yeah. But uh, it essentially had to do, you know, of course, with Noah um, and, and New Japan and, and possibly all Japan. Uh, I saw it on one of my Puro groups here on Facebook. Look what you turned me into, Ryan. And it said, <laughs> if you had these three companies and you can build a card, what eight matches would you put on there? And what Ooh. venue would you book it at in Japan? Oh, okay. Hold, hold up. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Let me give me one second here. I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. Eight matches. Mm-hmm. Um, eight matches. Venue. And it's all Japan, you said? Yep, all Japan, Noah, and New Japan. Okay. Well, I'm gonna also Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that same question, but being the Noah aspect mm-hmm. um isn't there. I'm gonna give you an option of using DDT or Dragon Gate and I want you to do the same exercise. Okay. So all um, Japan Whichever of the two you prefer. I kind of want to do DDT, uh, All Japan, and possibly Dragon Gate and kind of put New Japan out of it. There you go. Do I it, don't want do the WWE of the East getting in my, in, in my stuff. Okay, so you're doing All Japan, Dragon Gate, DDT. Love it. 
and then I'll do the three that you that you gave me, and then you'll put a little good twist on it. We'll each have eight matches, and that'll be our book homework. It, Dano. I'm, I'm excited. Oh, book it, Dano. Plus, that'll help us when we do our first uh, draft of 2020 WrestleCast yes. Radio, uh, as we're going to get a six-man draft. I believe the third week in February, so cannot wait for that. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of wrestling. Japanese wrestling is back. Um, we're both split on the Rumble weekend, Rumble and Worlds Collide. You know, I'd say four solid matches out of there, four or five. Um, Ryan would probably say one, uh, which is A-OK. Get well, Kota Ibushi. Uh, he has some crazy disease or some weird sickness, by the way, Mallory Weiss syndrome, so... Hopefully he gets a little better there uh, since he's got a match, I think, in a few days. So, uh, but anywho, uh, Ryan, anything else for the wonderful listening audience? I think you sent this, uh, sent this packet in a great way. Appreciate y'all listening. And uh, next episode, guys, uh, WrestleCast number 150. So wow. 150 coming at you. I'm excited. Alex, it was a pleasure. We got a lot of wrestling to watch this weekend because we got a lot to talk about. We'll see you guys next week.